0: No matter what realm you're hearing this on, if it's coming through an Android device, you should check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. There are thousands of good reviews to tell you how wonderful it is, so you don't have to listen to us. Check out the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store, whether you're running around with fairies, goblins, elves, and a Tim Curry in a mask, or just on a train going to work the Podcast Republic app on the Google Play Store. Head over to our social media, uh, dissect the 80s on Twitter and dissect the 80s on Facebook to see the announcement for when we are going to do the live drawing or when we did the live drawing. We're recording this before we did it, so it may happen in between that and when (laughs) you're hearing this. But in any case, if you want to hear the picks for Listener Request Month, head over to the social media and we will have a link there. Welcome to dissecting the '80s. I am Trip Lano, one half of the Mega Podcasting Powers, and with me, as always, is my tag team partner, a man who knows that when you're going to put glitter in the makeup, you need to be a little sparing about
1: it. The macho Mandrew. Mandur- Drew Leno, unless you have a lot of Scotch tape. Ah, is that? Oh the key? yeah, Scotch tape or lint rollers. I've seen people use like just lint, lint rollers. rollers. On their face. Oh my gosh, that's a great image. Uh I'll have to find, there's a, uh, someone on Drag Race season 12, I just binged season 12 of Drag Race, and she literally was like, had a whole ass lint roller on her face, and it was great. (laughs) Well,
0: it is April, and we have a small tradition on this show in April, which is that Andrew programs the show. So we came up with the very catchy uh, moniker for Andrew programs the show in the month of April. You all know it out there. Say it with me while you're in your car or on the train or whatever.
1: Apps, sit, moa.
0: The sweatier, the better. That's how I like my acronyms and such. We watched a film that turned thirty-six this year,
1: but in turned. Oh, that's right. It's Tim Curry's. It's, it's a big it's birthday Tim's, for it's Tim Curry. Tim's birthday. Is he seventy? He yeah. Uh,
0: I'm gonna get that information right now. Born 1946, so that's seventy-five uh, on April 19th. He will be seventy-five. This episode comes out. Oh, look at that. April 19th, so today. Happy birthday, Happy Tim birthday. Curry. It's your birthday. We did your movie. I wish we had picked a different one. Are there many others? No, that's that's why we did this. It was like this or one other option for the 80s for, for Tim. He was more on the stage at that
1: point. Yeah, movie. and this has been on my list to watch for a while just because of the the makeup is so, le- like his makeup specifically is so legendary for being amazing that I was like, I'll watch this movie. Ditto, ditto. Uh, in hindsight, we definitely should have watched Annie. <laughs> no, that's not. Is that eighties or is that nineties? Nineteen eighty-two. Oh, you're right. He plays Carol Burnett's brother.
0: Yeah. So in hindsight, we one hundred percent should have watched. Bernadette it Peter definitely would have. Been, it would have been a better I mean, episode. Here's the all thing. All around, I mean, bad musical. I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll, mis- uh, that's I'll fine. say. That's fine. Controversial. <laughs> this is brave. not. A- <laughs> this is not a podcast about good movies necessarily it's about good conversations about movies so I feel like Annie might have inspired more than, than what we did watch which was Legend so we watched Legend from 1985 and you know what that means we gotta go back we
1: gotta go dissect the 80s it's your lesser labyrinth something's got to be about your lesser labyrinth when the mega powers explode I'm talking about the 80, 80, 80s oh yeah great scott When this baby hits 88
0: miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. Uh, so we'll start saying something nice. You see Rob Botton's name in the credits very early, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I am in for a treat as it comes to special effects and makeup.
1: He uh, apparently was offered this job during the thing and was like, I'm doing the thing. And Ridley Scott was like, oh, wait. So. Yeah. And apparently, originally, Ridley Scott's, like, script or treatment or whatever he sent Rob was like, there are thousands of creatures everywhere. And he was like, (laughs) hey, how about (laughs) ten?
0: Yes, exactly. Like, you've got a great idea and too much ambition. I know you think Star Wars has that cool canteen scene, but if you look, like, the further away you get from the camera, the less
1: good the creatures are. It's just a lot of Halloween masks. Yeah, it's Halloween masks or, like, just black black liner smudged around the eye. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, I can't possibly do that.
0: Uh but uh great creature effects all over this mm-hmm. movie. That's that's the nice thing you can say about it. Uh I knew of this only by the Tim Curry monster makeup, which Me is too.
1: frankly the only thing you need to know about this movie. Well no, not true, because I assumed this movie would have been a like I my brain for some reason went like into a wishmaster place where like oh, he okay, was the okay. devil okay. doing like devil stuff. I'm doing hot devil shit. Yeah. Like Yeah. You know, making deals.
0: Have you seen Wishmaster? Yes. OK, because Wishmaster and Wishmaster 2, I think, are like genuine schlock masterpieces. Oh, and I just watched them both for the first time. It, well, I told you I about Wishmaster 1 first time in the last few months. last
1: summer because I watched it. I was alone at Mom and Dad's, so I watched it and I was like, this okay. is delightfully goopy.
0: OK, yeah. I, both of those movies are strong recommends. I think that I wrote about them in the uh, bag of soup. I don't think I've if seen I didn't, I'm going to correct but that. I, the first
1: one is fun. Robert England's there just doing yeah. the most the, the second one the second one is sillier and better okay so gremlins like i i think i like
0: i think i like wishmaster 2 best hmm. personally but they're both excellent anyway we're not no. here to talk about wishmaster. I wish i wish
1: we were i, I wish <laughs> i'd sell we my were. soul for that one
0: <laughs> make your wish I can. That dude popped up as like, oh, uh, he. That dude was one of the random like nameless bad guys in Air Force One who gets shot oh, really? very quickly with with Gary Oldman. Yeah, and I was like, it's the Wishmaster! <laughs> oh my god.
1: <laughs> anyway, but, uh, we, we get back to this. Rob, Botton. yeah, I thought this was gonna be more of a like a Wishmastery y movie of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. wheeling and dealing, like or like a, what's that movie? The remake with Elizabeth Hurley. Not a remake of this, but it's um uh b- bewitched bedazzled, bedazzled bedeviled okay. i thought it was gonna be more of a bedazzled situation of like he was gonna turn sure, sure. into handsome tim curry in a suit yes and be like oh uh wall street banker you want a tip <laughs>
0: that's exactly
1: the direction i went to i was like tom tom cruise is a banker obviously yes his hair slicked back but it is like all you oh it opens and i was like wait what Cause I went in very dry for this one. I was, I didn't, yeah, I, I purposely didn't look into much beyond like I know Tim Curry's makeup. So I was, we had to have a conversation of like which
0: version of the movie we were there's looking three for different ones. because, yeah. So like, from my understanding, the American and European cut are basically identical except for the the ending is different in the in the European one, but they're both like the, I think the European one's like a couple minutes longer. Mm. The director's cut is the one that everybody says to watch, like. Fans, the small number of them on the internet who are pretty vocal about the movie, Tom Cruise, uh, Ridley Scott himself, are all like, don't watch the American version, it's hot trash. But boy, oh boy, <laughs> is the director's cut not much more entertaining, I'll tell you that. Well,
1: and apparently, the original cut was two and a half hours long, to which I say, I cannot oh, go imagine. Fuck <laughs> I cannot imagine. You may have given but- <laughs> us the xenomorph, but you haven't earned this. <laughs> that's the thing it's like the movie
0: you're describing wherein tim curry is the devil and doing well, I think stuff that to tom called, cruise
1: uh the devil's advocate and i think it stars yes, keanu say, reeves and were, 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 were you there when we watched that is that that you're in the, the actors with the threesome and the boob grab and the rest yes and they melt together mm-hmm. okay <laughs>
0: Uh, we used to go on this trip. Uh, we are tangling all over the place. This is going to be a tangent Bad episode. Movie. Just go. If 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 you don't like this podcast when it goes on tangents, I would just recommend turning this episode off. There are almost 200 others in the back catalog. Go find one of them. This, this that movie we watched. We used to go on this like trip with the, our dads friend and his kids we'd all go it was just like all the men we go away for the weekend it's usually the first weekend of march madness and there was this cabin that was like borrowed from somebody and it had the like normal random cabin assortment of
1: vhs tapes which seemed like in the different in groups of people
0: which yeah I, that one still, for sure. I own that
1: on dvd because of that i found it in the five bin <laughs> the five dollar bin and i was like yes please
0: but I have this theory that like every rental property you ever go to has a bunch of movies left behind by different people by accident. Oh. And so it's the most eclectic, the most eclectic collections you'll find are at rental properties. They're either like on purpose where the person just randomly pit, points at a wall and picks movies. Or it's my theory, which is that over time, the collection grows from just one person's taste to someone else's either because the cabin gets sold or or whatever. Like but those, you go those to a like,
1: libraries people put in front of their houses
0: exactly exactly but every time i've ever gone to a rental property there's a strange movie collection where even if it's only three titles you're like we got a rom-com an action movie and this like period drama like what's the like who likes all of these things like i feel like a collection is usually curated to taste anyway this cabin had that and one of the ones was uh the ghost in the darkness like you said and another one was the devil's advocate which i remember us watching and being like oh wow there is there's just naked There's people. There's a lot oh, of boobs. They're doing a threesome. They're doing a threesome. And it was like, the, I don't know. I think the dads who were supposed to be in charge were not paying attention they to what we were watching. Or or just didn't care, whatever. But I just remember being, like, old enough that I was, like, excited about the boobs and young enough that I was like, oh, man, are, are we, we supposed gonna get to be trouble? watching this? <laughs> yes, exactly.
1: Uh, like, mom comes kicking me <laughs> in the door, like, covering our eyes. Um, I, I've, I, there anyway. was also a third movie there, and I can't remember what it was, but I know there was a third movie. It was more. Contemporary. I remember it being. I remember being the sixth
0: sixth day with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know if that's correct, but that is what my brain is telling me.
1: He was like a clone oh, or something. I'm remembering a fourth movie that was like a contemporary comedy, mm, like a Dumb and Dumber or something. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, something in that vein. Wheelhouse. Well, anyway, uh, Legend, definitely a
0: movie you would find at a rental property because like some weirdo rented the cabin one time and was like, this movie is amazing. And his friends or her friends were like, no, it really
1: isn't. We're going to go back to do something else. Or a kid got it for like Easter, like got it in his Easter basket, watched (laughs) it once and was like, I'm good. Yeah, I don't need to see that
0: again. Uh, yeah, the, the. (laughs) The real crime of this movie, and I I was going to wait and get to it later, but I feel like I have to get this out of the way now. You don't get to see the Tim Curry thing for 75 minutes. a travesty. Now, I have not watched the 90-minute cut of this, but if that is true in both cuts, it can't be, right? So apparently what happened
1: was the story... So, Tim Curry's makeup took five and a half hours to put on, and then he had to get into a a solvent bath for an hour in order to loosen up all the spirit gum, because his body was covered in appliances, and they were big. And then one night, he got claustrophobic and impatient and just, like, ripped something off. I don't know if it was a headpiece or something, but he ripped it and ripped his skin off. And so, Ridley Scott was like, okay, uh, obviously, we can't do makeup on you for, like, a week or so. So... Yeah. They had to trim down scenes that they were going to shoot with him which ultimately meant they had to re they reshot stuff apparently the beginning of the movie had tim curry devil like he was there but because they had to cut out other sequences they were like what if we just shove all the rest of the shooting for later and fill that space and make it a shark a jaws situation
0: so I believe that explanation, because you see his arm a couple times, which they definitely could do while he had this makeup problem. But or anybody, That could be anyone's arm. Yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about editing here. <laughs> like, show me the devil. Like, just put him in, make him flashes. Like, we have that one scene in the beginning where Mia Sarah has, like, a dream flash of the the clock turning to be snow covered, give her some dream flashes of just Tim Curry glowering from the over the hills. Like just 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 a close up on the face of
1: him being like, mm. You
0: know? Like I mean, anything. This movie
1: could have given us that it chose not to. Yeah, I this was stupefyingly boring to me. Um we should just it was get a xen- into actually no no it was a xenomorph situation where they didn't show you the whole xenomorph until later.
0: Yeah, I guess, but you see, it's like, you see yes. some xenomorph well, action is good. way earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, that's the thing, like, I'm I'm fine with, uh, you use Jaws as an example, and, you know, that's obviously a movie I'm intimately familiar with, so I'll just, like, use that. Like, we don't see Jaws for a long time, but we see Jaws do things. Like, Jaws... Eats a girl. Jaws eats a roast and pulls apart a dock. Jaws, you know all the other things that he does. It's like we create this menace to be afraid of. We get one like weird voiceover where we see his arm and he like beckons this. And I thought this they made his voice a
1: little too deep.
0: Uh, they, they, I wish they hadn't done anything well, to it. Tim Curry is
1: a great I voice, don't mind dipping it down a few notches just so it has more of a bass and a resonance. But it's almost unrecognizable. It's like when they put Vincent right. Price in fucking Great Mouse Detective and made him do a stupid voice. And I was like, you had Vincent right. Price, you had his voice. Right, we <laughs> we we want the guy. What are you doing?
0: Uh yeah. Anyway, we start with uh you know this curry voiceover, which turns into like the back of a chair, which like like that to me, I all I could think of was Doctor Claw. Dr. Claw. <laughs> He's like, like, Come to me, Blix. I don't have a great Doctor Claw. Also, it hurts, so I'm not trying that hard. I,
1: I that sounds about right in the wheelhouse. I'll get you, Gadget. Yeah, it's like
0: down there. But anyway, he 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 brings in Blix, and I don't know if you caught this, but the actor uh playing Blix, I I thought did an excellent job for all the makeup they're wearing trying to emote. But did you catch the big bead of sweat that came like down the middle between the eyebrows and down that long fake no, nose? I, missed that. I thought Tim there's a moment where Tim Curry's reaching out his one gnarly fingernail and I thought he was going to like lightly drag the nose and catch this spit or a uh, sweat drip like as a sort of and then like flick it at him, you know? Oh yeah that was I, like relevant, as a, like man. a cause like the sweat added to this scene's tension in terms of clearly Blix is afraid of this creature. I'm also wondering where that creature. sweat came from. That must have been glycerin. That must have been fake sweat. It moved like more like uh, liquid than... Oh, I guess glycerin isn't necessarily thick. Uh, I don't know. I, you can definitely sweat wearing makeup. But like, if you're in a full you know prosthesis, this.
1: where is the sweat so coming I, out?
0: Yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a seam at the hairline.
1: Maybe. Did you also notice that that, that face is is uh, Keith Richards? <laughs> like literally yeah, or they modeled, modeled it after Keith Richards face <laughs> I did not catch
0: that the giant witch nose kind of threw well, me off well yeah because <laughs> this guy's got a
1: gonzo beak well he's a goblin yeah no, I mean I know what I'm just saying uh, and Tim Curry does he say unicorns I don't know. And the Wikipedia
0: for this thing keeps calling the horns like a vinicorn, no, so which is a term.
1: Alicorn apparently is the word okay. for a unicorn horn. Get out of here. Okay, that's
0: fine. But this movie never uses that term. And to be on the Wikipedia page going alicorn, I alicorn, agreed. I had to be also, like, what's I was,
1: a goddamn alicorn? I had heard that alicorn was the word for a unicorn with wings. That's what I heard for, for a long, okay. long time. Yeah, I
0: mean, I, I I would believe that, but I don't know it. But it's like I don't have a problem with the term, but like if the movie
1: called it the alicorn, then use that term in your summary. You can't just use terms. Yeah. So he so he doesn't say the word unicorn. He just describes these beasts that his his goblins have to kill and take. He's like they have one giant horn sticking out of their head, and my dumbass was like. Because he said a crown, or he refers to it as a, a crown sticking, str- one crown sticking straight out of their head like a spike. You were like, "Oh, I know, I know, I know. It's a flying purple people." No, there. I went. I guess Tom Cruise and the girl have a crown or something. Oh. I thought. I thought the people were going to be more <laughs> just, directly involved just... <laughs> in this story than they were. They're real passive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they are barely tangentially involved, and also
0: now all I want is Tim Curry's voice doing the one night, one horn, flying World people eater song. One I just can't get over it. One horn,
1: flying. <laughs>
0: uh, he's he's a delight. We uh, we watched uh, Home Alone two ooh, at Christmas ooh, time. That's a good one. He
1: like that movie's pretty stinky, but Tim Curry in it is he's a doing treat. Too, also like. Someone should he, someone oh, should, he like, put ex- their hand on her shoulder and be like, are you seeing everyone else? Like, do you see the <laughs> level everyone else is at? Yeah, but I want him being like,
0: you've seen the first movie, have you not? <laughs> <laughs> like, you got a kid killing people here. Like, I, I feel like I'm on the exact level this movie requires. I yeah, go he full is, Pennywise he, if you want, motherfucker. Yeah, well, honestly, like him, Rob Schneider, and the actress whose name I don't recall are all like way too big for the movie, and it's a delight. the 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 redheaded uh, woman who also works at the she's hotel, she's a comedian. They're
1: all at uh, they're all at a thirty actress whose name escapes me. Yeah, she's a sort of
0: character actor, and but any, I'm not going to waste the she time. She was in to Adam's Family. Up, but That's what it was. she plays. Yeah, she plays yeah.
1: The lawyer's wife turned cousin it's wife in Adam's family
0: yes you're correct yes that's 100% right but anyway like those three are amazing in that movie the rest of the movie has its moments I yeah. guess but Tim Curry is a real treat like every time he comes on screen I was like all right sh- <laughs> sh- Tim's, Tim's on the screen <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's how I feel
0: about most of his movies yeah agreed this one especially where I'm like give me the curry
1: I ordered a curry you've given me no curry yeah it's And the problem is, it feels like... I wrote this down later, but I'm just going to say it now. It feels like I have never played D&D. And I'm playing it with a group of people who have played together for 18 years. That's what watching this game feels like. Like, they all know the lingo. They all get it. They all know how it works. And I'm just like, uh, I think I throw a grappling hook.
0: But beyond that, not only do they have the language that you don't have. They have a camaraderie that you don't Mm -hmm. have. This movie, the entire time I felt not brought into the world, but rather observing it. And that's the opposite of what you want with high fantasy. Very much that. Because... Like, I don't I don't care for the Lord of the Rings movies, but they bring you
1: into you know, that you're, story. You're part like, of it. You're
0: there. <laughs> right. You're, you're on the journey with the people. In this, I always feel like I'm sort of a passive observer of events that are beyond my control and have nothing to do with me and all that. And obviously, like, that could be a general criticism of fantasy. Like, I don't know any unicorns running around. No. But this but whole movie feels of, like, like I'm an arm's
1: length. Uh, Lion, the Witch, in the Wardrobe sure yeah you, you you don't you understand star the wars and the rules. is a yeah, similar space fantasy yeah. but yeah <laughs> yeah yeah it's like
0: I, there are many examples of this that are done alien also well, does that fantasy <laughs>
1: same no I, i'm just i'm just same director right oh like, yeah <laughs> right there <laughs> i just meant in the world of fantasy like there, are like I, I know plenty yeah. of successful fantasy films like that and like i didn't i assumed that tom Cruz was like a, a sprite or a, a an elf or something mm-hmm, until mm-hmm. halfway or a third into the movie, the naked child goes, non-magical creature. And I was like, wait, hang on. He's not magical? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was the like being of pure goodness or something. Because apparently he's a, a Jack, of, Jack of the Green or something. like It's some kind of British folk character. Who's, okay. Like, Jack of the Wood, like Jack of the Forest, Jack of the Green, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, he's probably mystical. And they're like, no, he's not. And I was like, okay, but he dresses actually. He looks like Peter Pan. Do- like the whole time. He does, but also the look sometimes read more caveman than Peter Pan, and I wasn't about it. Okay, that's fair. But he has a Peter Pan energy, he does. I would say. And it just I I didn't understand the it's 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 Mia Sarah. Doing her best Jennifer Connelly impression for two hours. Yeah. It's her It's her film debut. She does a pretty good job here. I don't I think. think she's bad, but, like, it felt like he watched the last 15 minutes of Labyrinth. Did Labyrinth come out before this? Uh,
0: I don't think so. I think Labyrinth is 86.
1: <laughs> to me, it felt like Ridley Scott watched the last 15 minutes of Labyrinth and was like, Mia Sarah, you're going to look like that and do that. And, like, missed... Labyrinth is 86. Okay. And like missed all the parts because I I didn't understand who she was. Like I was, they kept calling her Princess Lily, and I was like, Princess of what? Of yeah, of where? Of whom? Who's the king? Is the king looking for her? We have no idea. I needed idea. to see her sneak through the kitchen of her castle yes. and like sneak into yes. the forest. I needed a Merida moment.
0: Yeah. Well, we get her, Her she, she. so Tim Curry gets Blix, and he's like, hey, I can't go in the daylight, but you can. I need you to go kill this unicorn and bring me the horn. Blix is like, got it, on it. Two unicorns. Cut to cut to Mia, Sarah. She's like flouncing through the woods.
1: She steals clothes off a of clothesline and like she, kn- tor- like. she knocks down the clothesline to distract the old woman so she can run in her house and like surprise her in a fun way. Right. Fun way.
0: And the old the old woman who is dressed like an extra in The
1: Handmaid's Tale, by the way. I was getting some Into the Woods vibes, but yeah, okay.
0: But here's here's where I immediately soured. We're like what six minutes into it's this movie, that. maybe. I immediately sour on this this supposed protagonist i'm like there's mia sarah they keep she's she's obviously the lead of this movie she goes into this poor woman's house and the poor woman's like oh princess lily it's so wonderful to see you in my home have another biscuit i'm like lady you're clearly poor she's the princess (laughs) don't give her your food you don't have enough to begin with look at you apparently you're You're skin and bones yes there's a baby so i
1: was like immediately i turned on mia sarah i'm like you're a trap if you're the royal and you know you're going to the peasant's home solve both of these issues is if mia i almost said mia pharaoh mia sarah sneaks into the kitchen throws a bunch of like those bread rolls that are shiny yeah. shiny bread rolls yeah. into a basket and like some apples maybe yeah you know medieval food and then like a turkey leg <laughs> i don't know and then sneaks out of the castle a whole mutton wrapped in burlap. <laughs> yes, exactly. Or no, it's the whole, the whole roast turkey, like the end of, uh, Mickey Mouse yeah, yeah. Christmas Carol. Exactly, yes. And, like, sneaks, like, sneaks out of the castle, finds the woman, and is like, I've brought you bounty, homeless friend, not homeless, like, poor friend of mine. yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. How was young blah, 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 and,
0: like, have a little bit of moment here. No, no gravitas, no, no saving of any cats. She's coming and eating this poor lady's cookies. And having a vision, and I was like, so is she magical? Right. I don't know if she- well, Well, we don't know, because they never explain it, and she never has
1: another vision for the entirety of this movie. But her voice seems to have magical qualities, and I was like, is Agreed. she magic? This is... You really hit the nail on the head with
0: your, you're like playing D and D with people who know how to play and have been playing together for a long time. It is deeply perplexing that he like that when you read about the the history of making this movie. Like Ridley Scott was desperate to make a fairy tale. He really liked them. He, he wanted so to make many a fairy, fairy tales, tale.
1: and I was like, which ones? If you ended well, up with he, this, he, which ones did you read? Well, he basically says. I, I really want to make a fairy tale movie. I,
0: I read all these fairy tales and I thought so many of them were great, but I didn't want to take like a short thing and stretch it out for the screen or take a really dense thing and try to chop it down for the screen, which is a relatively respectable position to yeah. hold. Like I understand why that's a problem, but you can dr- but pull instead- in elements. Exactly. And he he so he finds this writer who he 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 really liked the guy's work. They they start talking. He's like, "I'd really like you to write this fairy tale." And the guy's like, "I've actually been kind of working on that." So they start working together, and they come up with this like intensely Byzantine, long, crazy script that they have to like hack down into something manageable. And even so, I'm like, this movie doesn't make any goddamn it makes sense. No sense.
1: Nothing is clear. I don't understand the characters. I don't like the characters, and I don't know the characters. Right. And
0: like, so at this point, it's like, okay, we've got the bad guy and his motivation is fairly clear. Like, I want to kill the unicorn. That part, I understand. Then we immediately go for like this Mia Sarah business. And we didn't get to this part, but like, so she's eating this poor lady's food. Then she starts talking to Tom Cruise and they clearly have like a flirtatious vibe together. And I I couldn't tell if we were doing like a Prince and the Pauper. Are we doing like an Aladdin thing? Like, you know, like, oh, I can't be with you because you're a station, but I'm up here and I love you. N- doesn't seem to be that. And then it's like, he's got this Peter Pan vibe and is he magical? I don't know. And then it's like, oh, let me come, I want to show you the most magical thing. And he like he takes her on this little trip to the And forest. takes her to a part of the yes, forest yes, yes. that looks the fucking same as everything else we've right. seen. Right, because they made this forest. It's not a real
1: forest. It was made on a soundstage. and okay, you have no excuse not to make it a crate. Like, if he's going to take her somewhere. Like, Beast showing Belle the library. Like, I need a moment where she takes off the... I want to go, oh, shit, when she takes off that book. How
0: about, bell. like... How about like a bunch of flowers that are weird colors that don't occur in nature? Or how about it's a lake that's purple or like red or green or any color that's not what water normally looks like? Like, just do anything. It just looks like the same forest. I was like,
1: it is boring.
0: I was so bored. It looks. it has honestly the same setup as a kidnapping, like a like a ransoming <laughs> kidnapping. It's like, I'm going to put a blindfold on you and then I'm taking you to the cave of mysterious wonder. Oh, by the way, it's actually a jail cell and I'm going to ransom you from your king father. Yeah. Yeah. I honestly thought it, the setup was going to be that Tim Curry's monster thing was like a shapeshifter and it was her dad or something or like the, the Jafar oh. to her dad, you know? OK, I would be
1: into that. It's at least interesting. (laughs) It is. (laughs) So this movie, this beginning part, kind of feels like the first ten minutes or so of the Maleficent movie that Disney made a couple years ago, where like it was okay. I never saw it, but it's fun. It's visually beautiful. That's that is why you go. That's why you buy the ticket. But it starts out with like Maleficent as a young child meeting this young peasant boy from the village, and then they kind of grow up secretly meeting in the forest and like falling in love. Okay. Spoiler: alert, He betrays her and cuts off her wings in an allegory for rape, and it's the moment that turns her into Maleficent. Okay. And so I was like, Oh, we're getting it. Like she's from the mortal world, he's from the fairy world. We're we're yeah. getting somewhere. Like even if you read fucking *Midsummer Night's Dream* to get inspired, like I don't understand what fairy tales you read, what inspiration you pulled from, and how you crafted this story because nothing makes sense and is clear. Right, because the.
0: Uh, uh- jumping ahead like tom cruise becomes the the one savior of the narrative but he's not set up to be that we don't know anything about this guy at all other than that he eats this poor peasant woman's biscuits that that that, that mia sarah gives to him yeah and that it's and that it's tom cruise before he had his teeth fixed so they're <laughs> like way aggressive and when he
1: was refusing to cut his hair for rolls that's why ah. he like didn't want he refused to cut his hair for rolls and they were like well it works for this so come on in yeah,
0: it's all over his face in half the shots. It's just really annoying. I've never been a fan of his. I think we talked about this on our Top Gun episode, which is on the Patreon. Yeah, not his and biggest fan. Was, was he also in that hockey movie, maybe? We we've, we've had Tom Cruise movies on the Oh, he might have been in that before. hockey movie. Youngblood? Yeah, I can't remember. But in any case, I, I've never been a fan of his. Even before I knew he was a Scientology weirdo. Like, I just, I've never liked him. There's something about his energy on screen that I do not care for. And, and... I think it's one of the it's one of the first times and everybody kind of experiences this where it's like someone does a thing and it proves to you a gut feeling that you had. And so therefore you like retroactively ascribe it to that. You know what I'm talking Kinda about? Yeah. We are like, like you find out that some dude's a creep and you're like, I never liked that dude. Like he always mm-hmm. had this weird energy I didn't care for. And you're like a self affirming, uh, a random hunch with yeah. with proof ex post facto. It's the same thing with Tom Cruise, where I'm like, I probably always got a weird energy. It's like, I don't know. I just never liked him. I don't have a good answer for it. Like, And it turns out he's kind of a super weirdo, so maybe I was right. But it's like, he's four I, feet tall. Don't, I do not get it. <laughs> he is. He's also a literal madman. Yes. In this movie, he was doing his own water stunts, and, and now he's I, 60 I mean, years old and trying to kill himself pretty regularly. Well, so maybe he will. <laughs> I There is an end point at which he does like he can only go so much bigger than he's I mean, going now without I don't, dying. I
1: don't say this to be, you know, bleak and awful, but I will right. not be shocked when I read like the E! online headline. That's like Tom Cruise right. snapped his neck at 80 yeah. doing a bungee jump yeah. stunt out of a helicopter near the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. Like th- I, I'm going to read that headline yeah. and be like, sounds about right. Yeah, exactly. Who's exactly. gonna cruise?
0: Yeah, they're about to, they're about to do the new the newest Tom Cruise uh, stunt Mission spectacular. Impossible.
1: Yeah, yes,
0: which means he's been playing um, the Mission Impossible guy whose name For I just forgot. Twenty five years, twenty seven, which is longer than like four of the James Bond runs combined, and he will be older than Connery was in at least all, but never say never again, and possibly still, uh, younger older. He's also older Lazenby. than Brimley in cocoon oh. <laughs> and, and everything else that we've done on the show with Brimley in it. Yeah. I, so, uh, Hey, clearly the dude is fit and does a lot of work to do those stunts. I have, I could not be bothered. You know like, there's nothing. How tall he is. <laughs> <laughs> I just could not be less interested in a Mission Impossible. Like I've seen none of those. No. I have zero interest in
1: seeing them. Well, do you remember on the the was it Paramount tour we did when we went to Los Angeles? Mm-hmm. How they showed us the the door, the Nicole Kidman door, and then they were like, and yes. just two feet over is the Tom Cruise door. They made the same it door, was, yeah, at different heights so that they would look like yes. they were the same height.
0: Right, right. I mean, look he, at. You're dunking on the guy for being short. It's not really his control. And I don't know that him being short is like well, no, dunk worthy. He's a
1: crazy person. <laughs> no offense, and but
0: you're short too. <laughs> I am short.
1: I know that. But it, like you know, he hates that. You know that he wakes up in the morning. Yeah, maybe does the little like pencil mark on the back of the door. <laughs> I don't think. And it's like 59-year-old Tucker is like, measuring
0: himself with a pencil
1: every day. <laughs> but like you, you know he hates that. Like you know how Vince McMahon maybe. hates sneezing. Yeah. Tom Cruise hates yeah. how short he is. Like, he can't control it. I mean, I you're probably right. I just,
0: <laughs> The idea of him measuring himself with a pencil every day. He gets out of his race car bag. <laughs> goes over to the door frame. His very tall wife is, like, <laughs> has to going bend over, over later in the day. <laughs> no, she goes over later in the day and, like, puts it... She, like, erases and the pencil mark and puts it lower. Yeah, so he feels every day like he's growing. Mm-hmm there's like a series of them oh man uh no I don't I don't think that's true but I, I he's not he's the wrong energy for this character for sure and I don't like him in
1: general so yes. it's a
0: tough watch well
1: also like it, beyond that his character doesn't make sense I thought he was magical right. for 45 minutes yeah more than that it's like an hour when a you find out each child he's mad. came out and was like oh friend of the magic folk and I was like okay now I'm lost again. I, yeah, thought I, yeah. I thought I was on a course, and then I realized the map was upside down. It's it's so crazy. And so this is when the sparkly really hits. The two, Mia,
0: Sarah, and Tom Cruise are talking, and it it looks like you took glitter, glo- uh, you know, uh, you modge podge <laughs> glitter onto their faces, yes. basically. It's bonkers. It's not just a little bit of glitter. It's at one point, uh, one of the characters, like the frog not brothers. one of these two. They do look like the Frog Brothers, but at one point, one of the characters later in the movie who also is glittering opens their mouth and you can see the glitter got on their teeth. And I was just <laughs> I
1: miss cringing so deeply like, oh, no, how? So he was he's like, I'm going to show you the unicorns, which in this universe are like gods. They're untouchable yes. creatures. But to me, an untouchable creature doesn't approach people with their hand out. You know what I mean? Right. Like they had some right. self-preservation. Exactly. So also the whole like
0: he he doesn't tell her not to do this in the right way.
1: No. He there's you touching this will make the world explode is not don't do it. Yeah. Right. It's it, like <laughs> I understand we're talking about magical
0: bullshit here, but if 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 the, the the you know if putting on the one ring turns you into a monster, you tell people that putting on the ring makes
1: you a monster. You don't just say don't put it on. Remember Aladdin? That's how you touch nothing yeah. but the lamp, right? Touch nothing but the lamp. It is clear right. and specific. But it is, but I would argue that Aladdin makes the same
0: mistake, which is
1: touch nothing but the lamp, or. Well, no, because Abu was right? always going or... to mess that one up. He's a rascal. No, I monkey. understand that.
0: I understand that, which makes it even more imperative that you say, touch only the lamp or you will be turned into sand. Like, you That's need to happens, have the no. consequences. They don't
1: turn Well, sand. the cave collapses oh, on them. It melts. On, there's some <laughs> lava involved.
0: <laughs> but they, I, yeah, I thought they got, like, sand smothered. If the Doesn't the cave just, like. No, it melts.
1: There's lava. I and see. And they it. have to escape on the carpet. Anyways, not important. While we're on the subject, by the way, that movie I what, what, rewatched
0: it recently, and I was stunned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the the, the animated one. I was stunned at how Jafar really buries himself in that movie because all he has to do is just take the lamp and pay the
1: kid. Yeah, but I guess he. I mean, you had a mafia rules. You got to cover your tracks. Dead men tell no tales. Right, but 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 if he took the lamp. Paid the kid and then beheaded him in the desert. Who would ever know he's a -a ragamuffin? Also, he's—I would like to know what the extent of Jafar's powers were, because I mean, different conversation. Obviously, makes sense. Magic, magic, magic—that's a different conversation. Ooh, snake of fire! But I just couldn't believe walking
0: into the desert. (laughs) I just couldn't believe. Like I'm, I'm watching the movie and I'm like. Well, if he didn't try to do this double cross here, he would have the lamp and that his problem would be solved. He could just turn the kid into a into a statue or something like he has all he wants. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, it starts raining glitter at this point. And I can't remember if it's this sequence or another sequence, but at one of the points where it's fake snowing, it's really bad fake snow. It's yeah, it is both soap foam and the like asbestos uh, small squares <laughs> it might be asbestos but it, it looks honestly it used like me well it looks like if you cut up a mylar balloon into say like quarter inch squares or half inch squares confetti shreds like yeah but like not like normally confetti is paper so that when it gets stuck to the street it just like washes away and dissolves oh as no, opposed i've to seen plastic i've, I've con- seen the uh the metallic confetti like that Okay, well, that's what it looks like, but it starts sticking to Tom Cruise's hair and face, and at one point he has three, like, quarter-inch by quarter-inch squares of mylar stuck to his forehead, and and four or five blobs of snow floof in his hair, and I was just like, yo, call Cut and fix this! Are we kidding right now? Like, this, this is a thing you
1: couldn't do another take of? Yeah, it's... Uh... I'm it's, so sad. It's
0: reflective, like, flakes of aluminum foil on this man's face.
1: What? You're Ridley Scott, for Christ's sake. After the fact. It's not even like you're Steven Spielberg before the Steven Spielberg. Like, you've you've been Ridley Scott. Yeah, you made <laughs> Alien. He was too busy thinking about Thelma and... Lewis. Blade Runner. <laughs> he was like, what about two women robbers? Hmm. <laughs> I would rather have watched
0: Thelma and Louise by like a million oh, absolutely. percent. Absolutely, I also, f- I almost would rather watch Thelma and Louise in a language that I don't speak, which is basically any other than English.
1: <laughs> it's it's that close, honestly. I also don't understand why the devil's n- adversary is a unicorn who doesn't speak. It makes whale sounds. Why do the unicorns make whale sounds? And why are they Tim Curry's nemesis? They right. should be able. They should be telepathically communicating. Like there should be a thing. Yes. Yeah. Now, now
0: you just hit the hit nail right on the head there. If there's a moment here where the horse like sidles up to to Mia Sara and is like, "Oh, you can't touch me, dear, for I am the true light of the forest." Oh, you're going without with, like, me, Morgan, You
1: thinking Morgan Freeman?
0: No, I, I mean I was trying to do posh. Oh. Uh, okay. I am the true light of the forest, and without me, there is no light to guide the creatures of the forest towards good. It will be the end of all that we know. And then she can make a choice and be the, ad. like,
1: she's just, she just flits instead, around in the whole movie. Instead, they got borderline wild horses strapped a horn <laughs> to their head. These poor horses, it, you can see,
0: like, the spirit gum or whatever it that they put this so thing much. on its... It's so... It looks
1: like a dildo strapped to its <laughs> like, head. It's it horrible. It's, it's so, so bad. I, it's ridiculous. But, like, they don't move in a way that suggests regality and, like, no. I am omnipotent and important. They just move like wild horses at a stream. Yes. And they're, like, playing with each other. They're,
0: like, you know, like, hors- horsing around <laughs> to, to use the button. Sure. Like, they're having a good time.
1: But, like, also... Do only fairy folk know that you can't touch a Pegasus or a unicorn? And also, the unicorn—I'm sorry—the unicorn came to her. Okay, okay. I'm glad you brought it up because I knew
0: if I brought it up, you were gonna spit it into me, sounding like I mean, a creep. I the horse. I don't mean to the no victim
1: blame, but the horse came on to her.
0: The horse. <laughs> the horse wanted this. She came the out. The horse wanted to be touched. Held her
1: hand out, and the horse charged around her in a circle, and she shrunk down. And yes. then held her, hand, stood up, and the horse was like, "Hey, g- hey, girl, what up? You want to touch me? Go yeah. ahead. If yeah. you know you can't be touched, then then don't approach people. Right. And also, okay, maybe the horse
0: doesn't know it can be touched. Fine, it's a horse. How about Tom Cruise starts screaming? Yeah. <laughs> don't do that. Growing, Stop. You're going to
1: kill everything. To scare the
0: scare yes! the unicorn. Something." Run out just oogadaboogitying, like swinging your arms out, like "Ah,
1: away Yeah, so she touches it and Tom Cruise gets mad and runs away and I was like, Why? I don't get it. I don't know the stakes. You haven't explained shit to me. Right. He looks mad
0: too, like, oh she didn't listen to me. I'm like, You didn't you did not give a proper warning. Of course she didn't.
1: Unicorn likes her. I was like, Is it like a jealousy thing? Like they don't let me touch them. Or like she won't touch me like that? Oh I know. I was thinking like, I held out sugar cubes for four hours. <laughs> a sugar apple. So she her touching the unicorn distracts it from the goblins, I guess, somehow, which lets them shoot a blow dart into its neck. Yes. And like the only reason I know that is because they shoehorned in a completely unnecessary scene of the goblins or whatever they are. are they goblins? They're goblins.
0: The bad guys are goblins. The good guys are
1: elves. Okay. So the only reason I know that is because they had a scene of Mia Sarah running into the the poor lady's home where she and her baby are frozen to death and are, their house is full of oh, snow yes, for no yes. reason. And then the goblins come in. For no reason other than to say, thank God that white girl distracted the unicorn. Well, to Satan, and then they leave.
0: Yeah, yeah. They, it seems like they're coming in to warm up. Like, they also don't want
1: to be cold because he like starts a fire with the unicorn horn. Or he starts were gonna doing eat magic with kill it. Pe- I thought they were going to like push her over and she was going to shatter. Like, I thought it was yeah. going to be, we're raising hell. No, they come in, exposition dump, and then go, well, Satan doesn't like to be kept waiting. It's especially
0: dumb because later we see that the people in Satan's employ eat people. So, like, I thought they were going to eat the baby
1: or something. Yeah, it was frozen. Like, they could Like, ooh, sickle, you know. Or, oh, nom, nom, nom. <laughs> I love a frozen meal. Throws it in the cauldron.
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, they do a lot. They do several times in this movie where there's, like, which I hate in fantasy stuff, where it's, like, a, a joke about a thing that's in the real world, you know, kind of deal. I don't... They make a joke... They make a joke similar to the one you just made, which
1: I had had me
0: rolling my eyes.
1: Yeah. I, also, this movie is too silly. Like, yeah. And I, I don't I don't say that, you know, like it's hard to explain because this movie takes itself so seriously. And then all of a sudden there's like five minutes of this elf dwarf dude being like, Sorry, I farted. Oh, no, I'm the worst. Yeah, I cannot believe there's an actual fart in the movie. And no one acknowledges it. It's an acknowledged it. fart. That's the thing. He farts and says sorry, and then nobody reacts. Yeah. No. This makes me think that it was all in post. Oh, it had to be. It had to be all in post. But he's. it's just like, I've got one question. Why me? And I was like, are we in the Golden Girl? Like, what the fuck are we
0: doing? <laughs> Well, so she touches the horse, or the unicorn rather, and then Tom Cruise runs away. She runs after him and they have this little like tête-à-tête on top of a cliff where she's like, he's like, oh, if you touch the horse, if you touch them, it endangers your soul. And she's like, oh, I didn't know that. And it's like, no shit, you didn't know that because he didn't tell you. And then then, then the conversation turns to, oh, well, I'm a princess, which means I can make a challenge. My challenge is any man who has this ring can marry me. She takes the ring. And she throws it in the water.
1: You know, and I'm at that point going, him. okay, now this... First, she's like, let That's me sing right. to like you. Her, I'll soothe like, your soul. Gimmick, and I was like, it? are you magic? Because if you're magic, why didn't you know about the unicorn? Yeah. And if you aren't magic, why do you keep singing? Right, Why do you-, right. you sang to the unicorn? You're singing to Tom Cruise. Why are you singing? Yeah, it makes, it makes absolutely no sense. But at this point,
0: at least she's like, oh... I'm gonna throw this ring, and whoever retrieves this ring can marry me. And I'm like, oh, okay, now I get it. The goblins overhear this. Tim Curry oh, wants her. That The whole been thing so becomes much like better. Right, like we're fighting over the ring because whoever has the wi- ring gets to marry her, which is like very fairy tale logic. Like, I've seen that fairy tale before. I understand that. Like, whomever has this
1: possesses the princess because women are things in fairy tales. Well, I get that. It even could have been a moment of like. She ha- holds the ring, says it and kisses it. And the ring glows for a moment. That's like, now this is a charmed object.
0: That would be perfect. Like w- y- y- we would understand exactly what would happen. And then the goblins could overhear that. And then we would be on a quest about the ring.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, instead, he dives into the lake and she starts screaming her head off. And I was like, why? He's just swimming. Like he dove into the water. You threw the ring in. Because you said whoever holds the ring can marry me and you two love each other. I don't. Why are you screaming? What are you doing?
0: It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. And then, you know, the the nuclear winter thing happens and the whole
1: place becomes, you know, iced over and the lake freezes and that, over and Tom is trapped. That timing didn't make sense to me because it starts snowing inst- as soon as he dives into the water. And then we cut to the goblins chasing down the unicorn. And it's just like all of a sudden there's like four feet. Of, it's Narnia. Literally, it's Narnia. And they cut the the unicorn's horn off. And I was like, it would have made so much more sense for the moment they cut the horn off winter. Because... Yeah, it, the only reason that you would have it go this way is if Tim Curry is in control of it, which would make sense for the ring thing. Mm-hmm. But it just... Because I was like, all of a sudden, it's the lake is frozen over? Like, what happened? Like, it, it just doesn't make any sense when the clear, obvious choice is they cut the horn off winter happens Th- cause and reaction because chasing down the unicorn. I don't, I don't get why it's winter now. It doesn't make any sense. It does. It makes absolutely no sense why that would be the case. Uh, so this is where I said she goes into the, the house of the old, the poor lady. Her baby is frozen dead. She's frozen dead at the table. And I was like, Oh, this is, this is hip. This is grim. This is gross. What are we doing? And then, really bleak she hides in the attic literally for the only reason is to is for them to say it's all her fault and i was like that could have been explained any number of ways <laughs> the fact that she has to like eavesdrop on it is bonkers yeah because the the blix is that what it is Blix is the lead of the the bad guy goblins, yeah he's yeah. got the horn and he's like bibbity bobbidi booing his ass all around this this cottage being like fire cauldron whatever Earth, water, heart. And they're like, he's like, oh, the, the unicorn horn is magic. And it's I have the magic, which means I'm going to overthrow darkness. And I was like, I right, hold on, hold on. Is this real? Or do Because later he's like, oh, goblins talk too much and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, yeah, but you seemed like you meant it. It's almost seems like he did it on purpose to try to like trick this other
0: guy into getting himself the killed. trick figment? It's very confusing because he has horns like Figment, but the voice of Figment is also in this movie. No, that is the voice He's of Figment. He's a good guy. So did he do two roles then? Because the other guy is the voice of Figment, Billy, Billy Blatty. I thought Billy Blatty voiced that one. That it sounded like him, but later when we see that person not under the horns, it's a different actor. I, don't, I thought Billy Blatty voiced that. Hang on. Should I check or should you check? I, I spent a lot of time trying to get this out, but I was just you saying that you also thought it was the voice of figment gives me some hope that I'm not losing my mind because it's a different actor when the mask horn helmet thing comes off. Bladdy plays the older good one who. Screwball. Uh,
1: oh, yeah. I thought Screwball was the one. Oh, Blunder is the one in the in the Kieran Shaw is that one. Oh, no, I was wrong. Hmm. Okay.
0: At this point, Tinkerbell, I mean Una, wakes up Tom Cruise. Girl, Una. We get tiny Frankie Munez, who's not really Frankie Munez, but looks a lot like him as this character Gump.
1: And he also he looked, like, he looked like Frankie Munez um, face-morphed with Ezekiel. Was that the the kid from Children of the Corn? I yeah, totally get that. Yes, for sure. What, for the, sure the main for sure. kid, whatever his name was. Isaac. That That's it. Mm-hmm. And he's he's ADR'd because apparently the actor sounded quote too German to an executive, so they dubbed him completely.
0: Guillermo del Toro is just furiously scribbling down notes for his later dark fantasy about the war. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that was the Spanish the Spanish Civil War, not a German guy. Damn it, I got it all wrong. It has very Nazi like imagery. No, but you're it's thi- not, you're
1: so. thinking of the Smoke Man from from Hellboy. Yes, Boy, yeah, yeah, mixed yeah, I am, with I am doing that. Uh, uh, Abe Sapien, who was revoiced. That's right. It's David
0: Hyde Pierce and the one uncredited because of the studio. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay. All right. My, my bad. No, you're
1: fine. You were on the right path. It just was a branched path. So this is where I was like, the confusion just hit the wall. And this is sort of where I started to check out from this movie, I will be honest. Because this this, this shirtless child starts screaming at Tom Cruise about how he screwed up and he brought he brought you know uh jennifer connelly to the the forbidden unicorn place and she touched a unicorn and it's all your fault so you have to die and tom cruise says like i did it for love and he's like well if that's the case you can answer a riddle and maybe live and i was like what are these rules and not only that, but we do a cut and we see the
0: Gump standing there with his, you know, like trinkets or whatever, his staff or bow or whatever it is. And there's
1: just like a thousand bubbles bubbling. It looks All like a hundred people with bubble wands. It is. Well, that's no explanation. The problem is, I you can based on their trajectory, you can see they're coming from the side of the camera. Put them on top of the camera and angle them down. Somebody it, with a bubble it gun. It clearly in a is fan. like two bubble machines, off right and off left. And I was like,
0: "Come on, like." Come on. Logic of this movie is not just a cocaine movie. It's not just like, Oh, there was cocaine all over the place. This is like somebody rubbed cocaine directly into their eyeballs. (laughs) Like, (laughs) but like like the fastest transmission. Yeah. It's it's insane. It's, it's the craziest. It like everybody clearly had free reign on creature designs and on monsters and and stuff like that. But also the writers and also in the editing department and also like, like every other factor.
1: What fairy tales did he use? Because the fairy tales I remember are pretty simple. Mermaid sees man. Mermaid trades voice for legs. Man rejects mer-woman. Mermaid kills herself. It's a very- Woman inherits the earth. (laughs) Woman inherits the earth. Like, it's a very simple linear path. Like, two kids leave breadcrumbs to find their way home. Get lost. Find a witch. Kill the witch. Go home. Like, I don't- I want to know what, like, where he went wrong. They're for, they're for children. The storytelling
0: in a fairy tale is extremely simple. And even, like, we did Princess Bride, and I talked a lot about how, like, there's really not a lot of movies like it, and it's got this, like, really charming energy to it. The Princess Bride is a, is exactly what this movie wanted to be, exactly. which is, like, a, a holy, holy, well, I guess it's based on a book. But the book is a holy original fairy tale, and it's, like... It's a simple story about two people in love held apart by some force outside their control who managed to get together. That's like ninety-eight percent of fairy tales, depending on who's telling them,
1: mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah, the grim, the grim ones are a little darker. Mm, well. But but it's just, it's simple. It's like Even Labyrinth the, that came out a year ago. It's like, very I, simple. I'm the Goblin King. I kidnapped your brother, solve the puzzle, or he's mine. That's it
0: have we have a very clear defined goal and that's why i was like i don't want to pat myself on the back too hard and break my arm here but the whole idea of like oh whoever finds this ring gets to marry me would solve three quarters of the problems with this movie is you're like okay it's tim curry who can't go out and get the ring unless there's darkness so he has to manufacture a way for it to be dark and him and tom cruise are like journeying to find and fight over this ring that's that's a movie Mm -hmm. basically that's very sounds very similar to stardust (laughs) It absolutely sounds very similar to Stardust. I don't think it's, like, the most original no, movie no, you've ever I, heard of,
1: but it's just, it's a movie. I had a moment of last time, to- of when we talked about uh, Escape from New York, and we came, like, within five minutes, we're like, we're describing They Live. We want to watch They Live instead. Wait, that is, that is exactly the situation,
0: yes. Because, like... This is also the part I found it in my notes here where uh, Gump has glitter on his teeth.
1: Yes, that sounds like he would be the one to do that. And so, like, he solves the riddle because it's a a weird riddle about uh, flowers or whatever the hell, bells, bluebells, whatever. And he wins and Gump starts, like, breaks his violin and screams and throws a tantrum. And I was like, I truly don't know what we're doing anymore. Immediately, he's fine. Mm -hmm. He goes from an apoplectic 10 to, like, all right, let's let's have some wine. And he pulls
0: out the smallest cups we've ever seen. Yes, they are. And so, uh, and it's, <laughs> this is this is I believe that the the person who pulls the wine out of the hat is Billy Blatty's character, whose name uh, I do not remember. But and oh, he's he pulls an out asshole. this strange bottle. <laughs> well, he pulls out this strange little bottle, and it's like it's elderberry wine, which isn't that the poison in um that 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 play. I uh, think Hamlet? It's like two old spinsters who live. Oh, arsenic and No, no, it's like two old spinsters.
1: Yeah, 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 no. yeah. Isn't it elderberry wine? It, that might be what they poison, but elderberry wine in and of itself is not poisonous.
0: No, no, no. I'm saying the poison in that. I'm almost positive the poison in that movie, the movie version of it, anyway. I remember watching that elderberry wine has always stuck in my head. So that's all I could think, I think of was like, oh, is I that, think
1: you're right. I think is that, that is always what, poison that or it, sometimes. I think it's that. So yeah, elderberry wine is not in and of itself poisonous, but I believe that is what the two sisters poison.
0: So they drink this like really small amount of elderberry wine. And then they're like, all right, time to see the other unicorn. And then they go like running off to find it. And this is one of the coolest effects shots in the movie. The unicorn has this like under light. That's making it almost glow, which I, I think like is really lot. rad. Uh, so that part's really cool. And then it's like, oh, we must find a champion. Well, of course that's you. And it's like, well, is it? I don't, why is he the champion? <laughs> well, he goes, I, so I,
1: there's I, the unicorn line. Like it's like the, a definned shark, just like lying on the beach yes it's very sad looking and jack goes up to it and is like sad and then the other unicorn comes up and talks to him we don't hear the voice right we only hear whale sounds from the unicorns ever but jack interprets it he's like they told me if i bring the horn back and put it on like and you know do a little lick and stick it'll be fine the horn, the unicorn will come back to life uh and so they're like well we have to go to this hidden place and get this treasure get the 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 armor and the weaponry so let's all go and leave one person here with this very valuable unicorn and i was like well why why can't you send him alone be like you're gonna go get the the armor and the and the sword and come back and then we'll go do something alternatively why is the plan not to hide the unicorn that too very that Surely, some forest creature and some place has a spot to put the damn thing. So they go to this place, and it's this little underground tunnel full of, uh, for some reason, treasure and this like death defyingly short armor tunic. Like, it's as short as the skirts on Riverdale. Just like, <laughs> just short as the skirts on Riverdale. Death defyingly short. Just out. <laughs> And he's not wearing leggings either. So <laughs> right, none of right, it I was yeah. like why is it this short? It's a cool-looking armor, I will say, like it's very credit, well designed. It's,
0: like it's got some like dragon scale vibe to it. It's 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 pretty I rad. Like that. It's pretty rad.
1: I just don't get why it's a, a shirt with no pants. No, I'm with you entirely. It just it doesn't make any sense. He's like a gay, gay on crazy. Halloween.
0: It's it's honestly very much like they gave Tom Cruise the woman's armor outfit by mistake. <laughs> he's you a know how gay it's on like, Halloween. You know, Wonder- well, it's like Wonder Woman's got like a one piece bathing suit that's tight and conforms to her breasts with metal and then the everything else is exposed and you're like, no, wait a minute. Yeah. Shouldn't she just be in like a suit of armor like all the other no 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 we
1: gotta have boobs. Yeah. Well and apparently uh the like the I think when it is one solid piece of metal for boob armor like that, it is incredibly dangerous because one hit will just destroy your ribcage.
0: Yeah, I would imagine so. And
1: yes. so like it is better to have some shape or be separate. I don't remember off because it's that kind of historical costuming is not my jam. So I don't know too much about it, but I follow a couple people on YouTube who like make videos about that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. I I mean, I I don't know the answer either, but I would imagine having a solid piece of armor also makes it difficult to move. Well, yes, there's like action figure type hinges in suits of armor for that reason. Mm -hmm. I will say the goblins are throwing a party at this point and it kind of rules. Oh yeah. It's the three of
1: them. Roasting an animal, and yeah, they're all yeah. like, just you know,
0: like I, I think they seem like they're having a good time. That's all oh, I'm saying. I would, I would for figure. sure.
1: And then darkness shows up, but I was like, this is darkness. He doesn't look like he just looks like a man in a shredded cape. Right, right. Probably because Tim Curry pulled some of his face skin off. <laughs> well, yes, but you could. There's a way to do this in a like Margaret Hamilton in Wizard of Oz with a plume of red smoke, and he rises from the ground, like light it sure, underneath sure. with red give me some um yeah ghost of christmas future
0: yeah I, you could do a lot of stuff here and, and this would honestly solve some of my beef with tim curry not being in the movie is like okay fine like i still think you should have some glimpses of this thing but at least if i had tim curry like in a shroud doing tim curry stuff it would be better than this stupid little goblin trio yeah
1: and so the one in the in the in the horn armor grabs the unicorn horn and is like goblins rule the world now and I was like oh I felt like a Michael Kane in Goldmember oh, where he's like you don't even have a name tag yet lay on the ground yeah. <laughs> well, why don't you lay on the ground while the while the adults talk Yeah exactly
0: exactly And and somehow the, the darkness has the ability to raise a corpse out of n- literally nowhere. It doesn't say that they're in a graveyard. There's no indication they are, but a mummy comes a- alive, picks up this tiny figment armor guy, and jumps into a cliff with him. And I was like, well, that's weird. The mummy committed suicide, it seems. Hey, guess what? The mo- mummy took an Uber out of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I just, like, again. Oh hey, uh, uh, just be careful you don't get your wrap in the door. I have this. I know you're gonna think this is crazy, but this happened <laughs> one time before. Got the got the wrap in the door, and then unraveled as I drove away. It was crazy. I was driving a jeep, all these, these two kids were back. these it children were screaming wow. about
1: virgins, and I was uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, well, I'm a virgin. I can, or, You know what? You know what? Stay out of it. <laughs> you di- there's an invisible line between you and the passengers, <laughs> and you don't cross it. But he he disappears, never to be seen again. And then later, the dragon guy comes back, but or the the armored dragon guy comes back, which is almost inexplicable. Yeah. but we'll get there in due time. It's not much farther. Um. So the I do I do like this bit that comes up here where. Uh, there. the bad guys are trying to kill the unicorn, the goblin party, and they have their arrows and the one elf who's been left to defend the horse has a pan and he's like swinging. It, the, it's very Muppet it, energy. But here.
1: That's what I mean. Like this movie all of a sudden turns into a Muppet movie. And I was like, wait a minute, this is not the energy we've been giving this whole time. And now all of a sudden he's right. like flipping around, blocking things with a frying pan.
0: Yeah. Which also is making bullet ricochet noises. Like I know there's probably not arrow glancing off metal in the in the catalog of sound, <laughs> sound effects.
1: But well, they it, only have a hundred no sound, sound effects like in this.
0: movies. So yeah, exactly. You're not wrong, man. I people go nuts for the Wilhelm scream, but man, the creaky door. We talked about door. this recently. Drives me insane. Oh, I talk about it all the time because it's a genuine beef of mine. Like, I, I heard it with a screen door and also once as a submarine door. And I was like, we have to have more squeaky door effects, people. There must
1: be more. Well, I, a heavy metal door in a submarine makes sense. Sure, but it's not also the light screen right. of, a, of a haunted house. Well, I remember hearing once, this could be a fake fact that I just remember hearing, that the reason we know ribbits, like... Frogs as ribbiting is because mm-hmm. frogs in like a, a species of frog in California does that, but most frogs don't. And um, owls hooting is like a California owl thing; like it's not an all owl thing. I would I would buy that a hundred percent.
0: I would. I'm a hundred percent. I would buy that. Yeah. Um. So. Uh, so he gets, he ends up, gets shot and we think in the head and I was like, wow, that's kind of bleak for this. Ch- uh, uh, I guess it's not a children's movie, but it kind of feels like one. I, this is probably rated R. I don't
1: know what it was rated. Uh,
0: but the, <laughs> the other people, I'm like, oh, well, he's dead. Then the other people come
1: upon him and I was like, oh, JK, it was his hat. One. I was so angry when he was like, oh, that very valuable and important thing that I was left here to defend. I, I played possum while they took it and the princess, they took yeah. her too. I was like, <laughs> I i mean, he would have been killed, you know, okay. so I don't know how to take it. But like the whole point is that like if like the all the magical people know that if Tim Curry gets his hands on this unicorn and kills it, that like we're all fucked. There's no there's no like, oh, that's true. Like, that's true. So you defend that with your life. And then no, he's too busy it. cracking no, jokes the, the and the farting. tells me
0: this is PG, by the way. PG? Huh. Yeah. Well, because... Yeah, no, he is the character that farted earlier that we talked about but didn't get into the thing, but it's like, they all go to drink the wine, he takes it out of his hat, and as he's sitting down, it's like, sorry, slipped out, and I'm like, all right,
1: what? I know. What is happening? also, we... we (laughs) The goblins kill that guy, they think, and then they hold out a big, you know, volleyball net and go after the unicorn and, and Mia, Sarah, who for some reason aren't running away. They're just like standing there looking scared. Right. And as well,
0: cause it's like, I thought at that point, like, Oh, is she going to ride the unicorn? And I was like, no, she can't even touch the unicorn. So she cannot help here,
1: which like, again, unicorn run, run girl, you in danger, girl, Right. use right. your magic horn and do something, whatever. But the, the net menace, it just, I go ahead. I was say the net menacingly approaches them and it, it does a flip wipe to the 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 gang coming back from the armory and i was like what we couldn't even show the like net going like making contact with anyone
0: it's it's totally ludicrous it just occurred to me that like as we were talking about fixing this movie if you flip around the the ring sequence to be the opening of the movie and then Tom Cruise, like, dives down to find it, and he's like, it's gone, It's it's must have been swept by the current or whatever. And then you have the goblin report this information back to Tim Curry, and then Tim Curry's like, oh, I need to go to the surface, so you'll have to do this task and kill this unicorn. And then we have Tim Curry v. Tom Cruise, like, trying to find this thing all around the river and whatever, like it's just so much better it's just so much better because
1: it's simple and it's not bogged down in bullshit
0: right it's like there's 19 side plots and like well like 42 characters
1: Apparently, if you read the wikipedia or whatever or the imdb or both it says like oh originally the like quest sequence was much longer but he cut it down because he didn't want the movie bogged down with subplots and i was like too late the, the quest is the only plot that makes any goddamn sense. But, like, the quest should be your plot, Ridley.
0: Right. Right. If you exactly. finished the your 8,000
1: page script and you think, hmm, the quest to get the, to save the princess, I think there's too much going on there. Yeah. Wipe it clean. Delete the file. Start again. Because <laughs> that's not the energy. <laughs> right. Right. That, like,. Almost all fairy tales are quests. Like I'm just picturing it being like that part where Belle and the Beast, Belle's living in the Beast's castle. They're falling in love. There's too much going on there. Can we cut that down? <laughs> yeah,
0: it's totally ludicrous. As 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 as, we're, as you're saying that, like I'm thinking of all the fairy tales I know, and they're all like, like every one of them is a quest. There's like even Shrek.
1: A movie I don't like, but is a modern fairy tale without question is about a quest. Yeah, the big th- you want something, you go get it. I'm just like, yeah. I'm now I'm picturing that logic for other movies, uh, other fairy tales. And it's just like, that's the movie. Right, right. So uh, <laughs> this is the best part of the movie right here that
0: comes up. Tom Cruise is walking through a swamp and Miss Meg, the witch pops. I love and this. this. Is- this is 100% a creature that he was working on for the thing and they ran out of time for it. and he was like, "Well, I'm going to put it in this movie because it is terrifying this thing."
1: It reminds me of like you took a few drops of 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 the Grand High Witch from The Witches with a mm-hmm. fe- Oh yeah, for sure for with sure. like a few drops of Skexy from Dark Crystal. I have not actually ever seen. They're the bird. So I haven't either. But they're, right they're the bird forward. things. Okay. They're they're the. L- <laughs> how did we not do an episode on it when that new Netflix thing came out? This seems like a big. Overthink. I think we were going to, and then we did. Did we do labyrinth instead? Have we done labyrinth? We've never done labyrinth. No. Oh, weird. Yeah. I think I just assumed because we had I was done trying labyrinth. Trying to figure out how to get.
0: I was trying to figure out how to get Labyrinth onto the schedule for this year because it turns 35. Oh,
1: we could, have, we we should have done that. It's like, I love you, Tim Curry. We should have done Labyrinth instead of this.
0: Yeah, agreed, agreed. Uh, again, or Annie, if we wanted to celebrate <laughs> Tim Curry, it would have been an improvement.
1: You know how I feel um, about children singing.
0: I, I don't disagree with your viewpoint, but it would have been, although um, this seems like we're doing fine in terms of podcast. Anyway... The thing that I think is so great about this is the top half looks like a person wearing really great makeup and moving around. But the bottom of it is like a puppet on a rod. Mm-hmm. And so it has this really unnatural movement where it like sways really hard. It kind to of side to side reminds me
1: of, I can't remember what they're called. They're like the mythical creatures where it's a snake from the waist down, like how mermaids are fish oh, bottoms. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. feels like It feels like she's like a water snake. When then her top yes, half as a person, yeah,
0: a sea serpent or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I was trying to figure it out. Like I, I did not find any behind the scenes on this particular thing. I didn't look that hard. I, I, I can't imagine a lot of behind free. the scenes exist for this movie. <laughs> Well, there's a decent amount about the Tim Curry stuff just because he was basically tortured. But as I was watching this, I was thinking like, oh, you could do this with a live actor. But if you made sort of like a almost like a pogo stick type platform where they could like put their feet on the either side of a pole and then would be strapped in around their waist. So they couldn't they couldn't bend at the waist, but you could
1: move them side to side. Like as sort of like they're on one of the, on one of those uh, half balls that people stand on for balance.
0: Yeah, yeah. I was actually thinking almost akin to those crazy things they use in Mad Max Fury Road where they, like... Oh, the Polecats? Yeah, yeah. But if instead of it being, like, you know, once they get over, they can let go of the thing. Like, if they were just strapped to it, like, their top half would be wiggly-waggly and the bottom <laughs> They're a crazy daisy. It's kind of what this... Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of what this witch looks like. Um... The, I, like I could not care less about the
1: dumb ruse Tom Cruise plays, where he's like, "Oh, you're so beautiful. I mean, I, get, I want to marry you." Witch. Play to your play to your strengths. Do what you do what you do best. Yeah. You can't stab her right now, so charm her.
0: Right. No, it was good. It's classic witch stuff. But I'm just saying, all I could pay attention to was like how incredible this witch monster looked. Yeah. I was like, I just want to look at this for a while.
1: Yeah, she's she's great, and I wish we saw more of her.
0: Something. T- Something to hold my attention in this terribly boring movie. Oh, this witch monster is amazing! More witch monster, less
1: other quests. And then he kind of beheaded her. Maybe I don't know. He totally beheaded. her. But we don't her. see it. There's I no rolling was... head. The, we hear a splash though. Yeah, that's true. I
0: wanted her to not be dead and to like throw her own head up onto the path in front
1: of him and start talking again. Again, like, you're you can't you're thinking of labyrinth me. and you're thinking of those those creatures in labyrinth. <laughs>
0: No, no, no! I wanted it to be more like the, the chili down thing, just like spider walks. Oh, I'm, I was yeah, picturing no, the I, chili down. No, no, you're, those are cool and fun. I wanted like deep, deep, terrifying horror <laughs> of it, like popping out with
1: legs and scuttling ahead
0: like a crab.
1: Yeah, and then it cut to the one goblin, one gnome, whatever, being like,
0: "Sorry." <laughs> and also, Tom Cruise beheads her and seems genuinely shocked that he did it, which is bonkers to me.
1: Yeah, and then she sounds like a deadite. She does. She does have a dead eye behind. uh And now all of a sudden they're in the, they're in the temple of the forbidden eye.
0: It really is very much this like Indiana Jones ish thing. The good guys end up in a dungeon shortly
1: after that. It's not super clear or I was
0: bored and reading the, Wichita so
1: they were just climbing just... down a thing. And then uh, I think the fart joke messed something up. And so the rock they were on broke and they fell down a like a, laundry chute into a prison cell and they ended up next to figment no not figment
0: yes well not figment yeah what we've been calling The, the the
1: what turns out to be
0: an elf wearing goblin armor as a disguise sure i guess yeah movie whatever so they try to escape and then one of the guys who looks like the sort of pig monster men from jabba's palace grabs the the elf who was in the armor and he takes him to the murder slab which looks straight up like something out of texas chainsaw massacre yeah
1: it is bizarre this whole sequence well and we forgot to mention earlier that una i fucking hate una like i don't like a lot of these characters i don't know these characters and it's so frustrating to have to watch them for almost two hours right and it's like a double-edged sword
0: because you know you you your instinct, maybe my, maybe not yours, my instinct was like, oh, you know, if you adapt a fairy tale, like, I have some familiarity with that. And I'm like, well, do I, like, I don't think I knew the Little Mermaid before I saw the Little Mermaid. I don't think I knew, like, maybe other people did. It's not as if those didn't exist. But I'm saying for me personally, like, my first encounter with most of those fairy tales was when Disney did their versions of them. So I don't know how deep the familiarity goes
1: for people. If you did adapt something, I don't well, know if that's any more. I, I don't even need it to be a direct adaptation, but like pull things in like the 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 swamp which almost seemed like a medusa analog somehow like how I, I i don't know like give me tim curry's making like making trades like i'll grant your wish if you give me your voice not directly that but like tim curry
0: again it's not Wishmaster as much as you want <laughs> but like,
1: to like tim Cur- but like that's a fairy tale witch thing or like yeah sure princess sure, sure. Yes, getting absolutely. married or princess with a mat like a magical item that can do something like i needed right. elements like it, this movie felt like the lift the curse or any of these sort of standard motivations it felt like the the not quite dollar tree i don't know if anyone else is familiar with like these kind of stores that like just carry stuff you're like you walk in you're describing are you describing the store that you text
0: me all those pictures of that time that i posted yes like four years ago that was just like yes but
1: also i live near one now too oh wow okay and it is it's it's always it's the one near me is like dollar island general mart so like if you ever see a store with that kind of name go in because you're in for a hoot (laughs) but it's like They carry like in 2020, they'll carry like high school musical brand Ziploc bags earnestly. Like they're not like they're 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 stock. They got plenty. (laughs) It's like where the stuff
0: goes. If you're familiar with Ollie's, which is like a bargain outlet. Very much. Ollie's gets merch from other stores and sells it to you at a discount. The store Andrew is describing seems like what doesn't get sold at Ollie's. (laughs) And gets put in the dumpster, gets raided by this
1: company, and then they put it out on the shelf. Yeah, it, this movie feels like that version of fairy tales, where, like, none of the things you're familiar with are actually there. But if you look at it, you're like, oh, that's that's the princess, and he's and that's the, the, the boy who's going to save her and fall in love with her. And, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you think mm-hmm. all these elements are going to be there, and then none of them
0: are. Right, right. Yeah, the whole time we've had this Tinkerbell-esque figure flitting around that is So she and secretly point... re- she
1: secretly revealed to Tom Cruise that she can become a person. She just doesn't. I don't know why. But we didn't see yes, that, Yes, we did. Right? It happens in the in the armory.
0: Oh, okay. So I must have been so I missed that that was something revealed
1: to us and I was apoplectic about like you can't just reveal shit like I this. I mean, what? it wasn't much better before. So literally there it's Tom Cruise and and, and Tinkerbell in the armory thing. And she reveals she can become a person, and it's not Julia Roberts. So right off the bat, I'm less interested. Uh, and she's like, <laughs> "Don't tell anyone." Did you know that movie is two hours and twenty two minutes long? Gross.
0: It's on Netflix. Barf. Now, and I was, it was that and Waterworld were right next to each other on Netflix, and I'm like, "Wow, double feature." Trips. It is Trips nineteen ninety six, huh? And I was like. Waterworld, two hours 15 uh i do like i do genuinely like i didn't know that was a bad movie and so i just liked it Waterworld, dumb child like yeah it's got stunts yeah and, like, cool water shit and it's got nothing
1: universal hollywood time. has the stunt show maybe if they still
0: yeah it, it, they do and, and internationally too but and then then hook was there and i was like oh that might be fun to watch like background wallpaper movie twenty two. are you kidding me did you know
1: pete's dragon is two hours long
0: yeah, we talked about that before. It's just a, it's a crime. But Hook was 1996. It was before this was like a regular crime yeah. that was being committed.
1: So she's yeah, she turns human sized and in the thing, and she's got this like stuck her finger in a light socket hair, and she's like, "Don't tell anyone. It's a secret that I can become a person." And I was like, "Why? I don't understand why this is a secret." It was
0: Chekhov's ability to become a person.
1: Because, like, she doesn't even say, like, oh, if they found out, they would make me do X, Y, and Z. Or they would, you know, abuse me to, like, I would be the one who would have to fly up to the top shelf or the, where the cookie jar is yeah. and push it over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I, she's just, it's <laughs> like... there's
0: There's about... There's about a billion reasons the darkness would want a shapeshifter. On
1: Except it's not the shape. She's not. She doesn't say hide it from darkness. She is a member of the elf no, team. I know. And she says, I she know. she says like, don't tell the other people on our team. It makes no sense whatsoever. So they're trapped in the cell elves. So this is a thing in folklore. Elves can't touch iron. Fairies can't touch iron. It's like a thing. Yeah. It features in Maleficent. Um. And supernatural. Oh, that's right. Um, are there fairies in Supernatural?
0: Well, I just mean oh. Iron Beam I was like, I know True Blood did with. fairies.
1: I didn't know if Supernatural did.
0: I am almost positive there are fairies in later season Supernatural, but I don't know for sure. And this is not a Supernatural podcast, so we can just move did on. That show-, that show ended, right? Last year? Yes, yes. I remember I was texting you while I was watching the film. Oh, yeah cuz like they did a cool thing where the like it was filmed during covid so it was kind of a mess for a number of reasons but the very final episode takes place after the big battle of that season and so like you could watch season 1 of supernatural and then the final episode and it would make some level of sense cuz you're like all right i know what it's like oh. when they've just had a big battle so they just sat on the hood of the car and drank beer basically it was a whole episode of that yes huh it was like it was like the version of what happens at the end of the last harry potter book where you like see what happens in the future oh yeah that kind of deal. Uh,
1: anyways, so now that they're trapped in an iron cell, so the. By the way, save your tweets of the like obvious
0: irony of me being like, "This is not a supernatural podcast." We should stop talking about it, leading into me actually talking
1: about supernatural for three minutes. I get the irony, <laughs>
0: thank you very much.
1: <laughs> that you did that unprompted. Of course. Because so it's crazy. They land in this jail cell. They talk to not figment. They um, hide themselves and then and then tom cruise goes ugglewump or whatever the fuck his name is the shirtless child and he's like can't you magic the door open and i was like i'm sorry we've been here we've been here five minutes and this is the first time anyone was like but what about magic (laughs) much like (laughs) ridley scott he he forgot this was magical right and at this point you're certain that tom cruise isn't magical as well which again makes almost no sense so he's like oh This is iron. I can't magic iron. And I was like, sure, that makes sense. So then they're all trapped. Like, we're going to die. And Tom Cruise is like, hey, Uma, Uma, right? Una, Una, whatever. Una, go out and find a key. And they're like, Una can't find a key. She's too small to carry it. And then she turns herself human-sized and is like, you broke our promise and held my secret. And I was like, again, why is it a secret? Y'all going to die. Also, also, we're going to die. Also, also, I didn't. I just asked you to do it. Because Tom Cruise is like, "Yeah, I'll take your secret to the. We'll all take your secret to the grave if you don't help us." And then, and then, and then, Una goes, "I'll only help you if you kiss me." And so Tom Cruise kisses her on the cheek, and she's like, "What was that kind of kiss? Give me tongue, like you I'm mean your, it."
0: I'm not your goddamn great aunt, <laughs> b- Bethunia. You're gonna slip me Put some tongues. I want you exploring my molars, you <laughs> twat.
1: I want a dentist-level clean when you're done with me.
0: I want you to be like, oh,
1: is this beef? What is this? How did you eat this much beef? And then, in the ultimate sexual assaulty predator way, she magics herself into Princess Lily and is like, kiss me, Tom Cruise. And it's just like, I am so uncomfortable and weirded out by all of this. <laughs> And he, of course, is like, no, the human heart doesn't work that way. And then she screams about, what do I need a human heart for? And then zips out of there. Right. She turns into the Jim Henson logo and just is like.
0: (laughs) 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 Yeah. So she comes back with a key that's like, I don't know, 16 inches long. It's like a preposterously sized key. It's like the one. Have you ever seen that clip that floats around from time to time? They made this movie called Torque. They came out like in the boon of the Fast and the Furious. It's got like a lot of motorcycles. Torque, T O R Q U E. Yeah, 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 yeah. Adam Scott, you should. Everybody should look up the trailer for this when you're not driving. Adam Scott from Parks and Rec is in it, and he at one point goes to start a car, and the the shot is like from the ignition, and so the perspective is like a giant key coming into the ignition. But if you watch it in slow motion, Adam Scott is holding a key that is like 22 inches long. Oh, really? Something predict- it's like, it's, yeah. You So you see his little tiny baby looking fingers against this just absolutely enormous key as he like puts it into the ignition. It's in the trailer, so you don't have to watch the whole movie, but it's just like, of
1: him starting this truck or something. Similar it's to delightful. how Vin Diesel how is the size is. of a helicopter
0: yes exactly in that that thing in universal
1: yeah um so she comes back with the with the keys and because if i thought she just bounced i thought she was like you won't kiss yeah. me i'm leaving and i was like gross and so she they like go to like like unlock it and she's like she says something stupid unlocks it and then they all leave and as tom cruise goes to leave she slams the door she shouldn't be able to touch the iron that's step number one, yes. and she's like, "You'll rot in here, human." And I was like, "And then the door just opens." Yeah, and I don't get it. I, did she say, "I hope you rot in here, human"? Either
0: way, it's dumb. Okay, but the especially dumb icing on the especially dumb cake is that Tom Cruise leaves, and then the the actual voice of Figment, Billy Barty, like jumps up and is like, "Oh, don't forget about me!" And he goes running through, and I'm like, "What? What? What? what it, oh my god! It's just like I cannot deal with this movie."
1: Yeah. And this is where so we're over an hour in. And I was like, I don't know these characters enough to give a shit about any of them.
0: Right. And then. So this sequence right here, I, I know it's not what you're going to talk about. So I'm going to let you have your thing. But the part I want to talk about is they're like, OK, let's synchronize our watches. I liked this. And this is like I I did like so, this. It is it is cute. They like all have these weird time devices and then they pick some insane measure of time, like the number of flutters of a bluebell's bluebirds wings or something. But I was really enjoying this because it's like it is a joke that only exists in the year 1985 or if you are a big giant movie nerd, because we don't need to synchronize watches anymore because everyone is carrying around something that is full-time 1000% of its use clocked to international clocks that are always the same synchronize your watches came from a time when everybody had a wristwatch and everybody's watch could be slightly
1: different in what time it was right like I, ne- I, I never thought about it Like I, n- I just that fr- I was I knew that phrase meant right. like sync up your watches or whatever but I never thought about it in yeah. that like oh yeah it's because you set your own watch
0: right so you literally went in a movie it's from movies like the, the the only place i know it is like oh synchronize our watches and they all literally like adjust their watches to be identical as opposed to now when like anyone knows what time it is it's the same time that anyone with a phone knows because they're all clocked to the same international like unchanging whatever yeah
1: i just found that very my microwave and my oven are off by like 10 seconds
0: yeah the mine is too i can't get it to fix and it. it drives me nuts. i
1: had it fixed and then we lost power Dri- drives me nuts anyways um so all of a sudden we cut to una seeing princess lily running through a cave of columns in a in a shredded like a tattered dress while tim curry voiceover is like she's the most beautiful thing i've ever seen i need to have her and she's talking to i think his father i don't know and he's like you have to seduce her and make her one of us and i was like we couldn't get 30 seconds of footage of Tim Curry watching her do anything. Like, right. I've never seen them interact. But now apparently right. he needs her. And then he's like, "Oh,
0: also, we're over an hour and 10 minutes into this 115-minute movie. This is insane. Like, you cannot be starting the plot now. What have you been doing for the last hour and Sitting
1: change? on your ass." So, <laughs> he's like, "Oh, I found what tempts her." And In the most insulting twist of the movie, the thing that tempts her is a table full of shiny things. Yes. And I was like, because I was (laughs) like, oh, it's going to be a table full of food. It's like a Pirates of the Caribbean deal where it's like, look at this beautiful plate. Look at this beautiful array of food. You've been starved as a prisoner. No, it's a shiny box with a diamond necklace in it. So there's like a really lame, fairly misogynist thing that
0: people talk about with the Natural History Museum here in D.C., which is like... If your man takes a woman on a date there you like can tell how compatible you are by like what exhibit she wants to spend time in and it's like the joke always being that like the man wants to go see i don't
1: know i always forget what the that's actually is, a clever like way of gauging interests of like seeing where pe- two people go in a museum right the 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 base of like let's go to the
0: museum and then like based on what you're interested in i'm interested in it's like somewhat a measure of of it's a somewhat useful measure engaging your compatibility in like subjects that interest and you. And then Andrew Dice Clay exactly. makes a joke about
1: broads always want to like, go to the shoes or whatever. They want to see the
0: Hope Diamond. though. and I was like relaying this. I was relaying a story of someone who did take a date there, but it wasn't like the misogynistic thing. But I was like, Telling the story of like oh yeah and then there's that old stupid you know that old and maybe I didn't maybe I didn't come out derisively enough against the like idea that the woman wanted to see the Hope Diamond and this woman who I was telling the story to was like oh and she starts coming at me I was like no 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 hold up <laughs> that's not what I meant but I was watching this movie and all I could think of was that dumb thing of like oh you took her to the natural history museum and she wanted to see the Hope Diamond instead of the
1: dinosaurs.
0: I was like, but yeah, it is a very pretty necklace. To be it fair, is, it is a very but pretty necklace. I
1: just like it was hidden in a box, so, but I, I just like, I don't know anything about her character to be like, maybe this isn't insulting. Maybe she does like shiny things,
0: but right. to me, all I know about her is that she likes to eat peasants' food. So it would have been way Tom better Cruise. if it was like, and she likes Tom Cruise. I know how, I know how to tempt her. And there's like a little, you know, tiny hut inside with a woman like, like hoots. Hey, <laughs> everything we own in this stew, Derek, we have to keep it have to keep it as long as we can. We'll keep adding water here, here to comes- it so
1: it lasts 3 weeks. By the end yeah. it's just broth. <laughs>
0: It's just mostly broth, but that's okay. We we love each other, and that's all. And
1: Mia Sarah comes in, and picks up the thing, and just like <laughs> she, ch- <laughs> no, she doesn't even she court she she uh, winning coaches herself like it's Gatorade.
0: <laughs> yes, it's just poured all over her. And she's like, I love broth in the morning, <laughs> evening, or afternoon.
1: Um, but yeah, it's just.
0: I guess you'll starve now, <laughs> tiny baby.
1: It's just so weird. So she goes to put on this necklace and then all of a sudden there's this like, I think it's a, wo- it's, it seems like it's supposed to be a woman, but I also thought it was supposed yeah. to be darkness. So I was very confused. Yes. I thought it was Tim Curry and I was, I was like, oh, maybe he's a shape changer. Um, and, cause the, the outfit feels like very not trademark queen of the damned, but it feels like a queen of the damned style costume. Um, yes,
0: I know you're going to dunk. I know you're going to dunk, but it's fine. There's a really entertaining David Arquette documentary called "You Can't Kill David Arquette." That's about him like getting back into wrestling as an mm-hmm. as an older person, and it's I found it very charming. I was really entertaining watch, but he's like working on a heel character, and he's going through a box of costumes that he was in in other movies, and he was in a very cheesy movie where he played like a space wizard, and so he has this cape sort of thing with a really high collar (laughs) just like this like it It honestly if not for the stars and moons and stuff sewn on it it looks like this and he ends up like removing the collar and turning it into a wrestling thing but with the collar on all i could think of is just like oh it's a space wizard (laughs) you know a space wizard's cloak
1: i have to say i do love this costume it has really beautiful movement because it is designed for dance so it's got really like drapey flowy like shredded fringe pieces on it so it's got beautiful movement quality but it's got some uh it's got some black swan vibes um i wouldn't say so because ballet costumes tend to be more less movement based like it's more they're more form-fitting this is more of a modern dance oh, I, mean, piece.
0: I, I yeah that's I, yes but the color scheme <laughs> color scheme like, yes this looks like this
1: this looks like natalie portman in black swan color scheme yes but so it, this like figure is dances towards her and it's really beautiful haunting movement. I, one of the only things in this movie I really enjoy consistently and she, princess Lily is like drawn to it. And then they start dancing around the room. And then all of a sudden she is the person in the costume. And I was yeah, like, it just happened. And I was like, Oh, Oh, now I'm very disappointed by this. This was cool. <laughs> and you ruined it by making it nonsense. That doesn't make sense. And, and she goes to look in a mirror, and she's
0: like surprised that she's wearing the outfit now. And then Tim Curry comes through the mirror, which I, like I, I know I said finally, it wrong, but it is it's seventy six minutes into this movie. This is a goddamn cinema crime, like offensive.
1: Like, uh, you should we should be have taken Alien GL away forever. from Ridley Scott for this. Yeah, I'm
0: sorry. Retroactively, it's not your movie anymore. You didn't make it or Blade Runner. You didn't
1: direct Sigourney did Weaver gets directed crime. credit for for Alien now. <laughs>
0: It's like what are we doing here my man what 75 minutes
1: and and he's like you will be my bride lady he keeps calling her lady and it's weird yes but he's like you will be my bride and we will live together and i was like but why why her
0: yeah, the double crime is he does this big monologue. It makes almost no sense. And it's also boring. I found myself zoning out. And I was like, this character is the only reason I wanted to watch this yes. movie.
1: He finally shows up and you immediately bored me. He His voice sounds like the live action Beauty and the Beast Beast, but deeper. It's...
0: They also put some sort of like reverb into it which I really don't like. Like Tim Curry's voice is unique and, th- and amazing. Like not that everyone's not that everyone's isn't, but Tim Curry is 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 a voice that is great for evil characters. He's very
1: good at yeah. it. Yeah. Also, I think it's fair to say that Tim Curry's voice is is better than most people's. Like if you're if you're <laughs> Joe Schmo on the street, Tim Curry's got Tim Curry's got a better voice than you. He's got a better voice than me. Most people I know, Tim Curry has a better voice than. You're fooling yourself yeah, if you're yeah. saying otherwise.
0: So the, then they realize like, oh, he can't be in the light. So what we're going to do. Did is
1: they explain like a, this? Basically. And I completely
0: zoned out. I did not catch the explanation. So if someone else there wants to tweet, you're more than welcome.
1: It's at Dice I Dice. would love Dice. to be told I'm would an idiot basically? for this because all of a sudden they're like, I have a plan. Star wipe. And then they're just doing the plan. <laughs>
0: Well, the other thing that's ridiculous is they start gathering, they're like, gather all the shiny objects you can, and there's a video game, it might be a Tomb Raider game I played, that like, you had to angle all these mirrors, and it's very Indiana Jones does this too, of like, you angle the sunlight They did that in a recent
1: Tomb Raider in like a fairly recent Tomb Raider, they did that.
0: Yeah, yeah yeah, I, 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 the Xbox Game Pass gets fairly recent Yeah, it was probably that, Yeah. Because I also, I played that same Tomb Raider Indiana Jones has the same bit where he like puts the thing on the staff and he waits for the sun to be at the right time. And it like I, I generally am into this idea. Like I like it, but instead of it just being like a mishmash of whatever shiny shit they can get their hands on, they seem to have like a thousand giant metal reflector plates. Are they supposed to be the giants? I think plates? they're shields. Because they seem. K- okay. Well, they look like plates and there's nothing on the side of it to hold the You're shield. you right. No, like arm strap You're in. right. Okay. It's dumb. Okay. <laughs> Cause I, I, I was genuinely perplexed. I was like, they, they, they come upon a huge pile of them and
1: the, the they don't come guy, upon really it. Barty, they see like, it a hundred feet it. up and they're like, all right, we have to be quiet. So here's the plan. I'm going to jump on a trampoline four stories into the air and then I'm going to throw the disc <laughs> yes. down to you. You're going to frisbee it across the room to someone else. And we're going to start a pile. Yeah. But remember we have to yeah. be quiet. Like what are we doing? <laughs> And then we come across the
0: hearth, and there's this giant uh, pie, like a... Um, like a pot pie. Like a shepherd's pie, or a chicken pot pie with the big crust on top. And they start, like, cantilevering the lid off it with a knife. They cut all around it. They pop it open, and the the dude's inside there. Like, okay, all right, time out. Like, I know they're giants and stuff, but do they eat the bones? Like, what? you don't want bones in your
1: pie. Uh... I think, hang, on, I'm, dr- fee fi fo fum, I smell the blood of an Englishman. I think there's a second yeah, part of that like, rhyme that says something about bones. Grind your bones grind to your, make my Oh, bread. you grind the bones. So I don't know. Yeah. He makes like a bone. The giant is like, hey, we don't want to waste
0: any part of the buffalo, so to speak. <laughs> I will, I will carve the meat off and then I will grind your bones
1: into flour and I will make an
0: enriching bread from the, f- the flour of your bones. That I understand. Yeah. I'm on board with that.
1: Maybe they're doing like a nice marrow or like the juices are going to be good like the good. You know when you do like instant um, pot a chi- a whole chicken and the and the broth is real good?
0: Mm. Yeah. I'm sh- I'm totally on board with a nice roasted marrow bone, but you can- that's not how you make that. You don't <laughs> you just cut you don't, you don't just throw them. a whole animal into a a pie
1: crust and call it a day. <laughs> a, a, a marrow bone is like a bone prepared to be roasted. It's insane. Um, so they, uh, th- of course, this like wackadoo plan of throwing things around a trampoline makes noise <laughs> that wakes up the giant pig man. So they fight yes. in a very boring fight scene. And it's so slow. It's like, do you remember way, way back in the early days of the podcast, we watched
0: uh, a wrestling match, the the Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Match? I remember that we did that. Okay. So like, if you recall, and maybe you don't, you reacting to Randy savage like oh man he's like athletic and live and fun and then you see hulk hogan lumbering his dumb stupid ass around the ring of just like i punch and kick it's like watching really bad 80s wrestling like you go back to that era and there's some people who stood out that were like really technically proficient amazing athletic people but most of them were big fat dudes (laughs) and they just kind of lumber around and punch each other it's
1: brutal
0: to watch this fight.
1: it's so boring it's 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 not shot interestingly it's not choreographed interestingly it's slow like it feels like it's so like when you do stage combat typically the safe way to do it that not everyone does but the, the safe way you're supposed to do it for rehearsal is you have quarter speed half speed three-quarter speed and full speed. So you do it four times at yeah. those speeds. And it feels like it's just one of the rehearsal, the, the half or three quarter speeds. Oh yeah. It feels like they got yeah. r- they were like, you know who should direct this scene? Ron Howard. <laughs> Let's bring <laughs> Ronnie in yeah, to direct this fight scene. The the slow
0: pace of it also makes it feel not dangerous. No. Because it's like the axe is moving so slowly it's like, well
1: I could dodge that. Yeah. Like, I'm a slow doofus. <laughs> and then it ends with them Pouring a boiling cauldron on the pig man and he dies. Yeah. So then So we
0: cut over to Mia Sarah and now she's gone like full evil queen and she's like, I want to kill the
1: unicorn. Well, first they first they solidify their plan. They're like, someone has to take this shield and climb all the way to the top of this mountain and and Farty McFartface is like I'll do it, I'm tiny. I hope I don't mess this up. And I was like, gee, I bet you're gonna fucking mess it up and it's gonna be hilarious. (laughs) Listen. You're
0: talking about the man who voiced one of my favorite characters in fiction. You're gonna have to tone it down a little. I hate this
1: character. I can, I can love a (laughs) performer and hate the character. I'm trying. I am drawing a blank on an example where I love the performer, hate the (laughs) character. But I'm sure it exists. No, this character stinks. He he did voice Figment, one of my favorite characters
0: in fiction. Figment's great. Figment's
1: great. So then we cut over, and I was just like, darkness is amazing and the fact that he's yeah. only on screen for like 20 minutes is a crime it's stupid it's just very stupid and so lily is like i'll do it but i want to kill the unicorn myself and i was like well darkness honey sweetie toots <laughs> let's let's chat for a minute hello
0: darkness my <laughs> friend i have some things i need to say to you feels
1: like you should see through this one yeah because is he the literal devil?
0: it's not explained they only ever call him the darkness
1: cuz like so his name is darkness because because he shows up at a he showed up at a halloween horror nights one year oh just one year or maybe like a one night it was like a very weird like he was intended to be a thing and then not what ended up not being the thing
0: my guess is the practicality of these horns made it very difficult for a person to perform him
1: <laughs> no i th- cuz i think at, th- at they halloween horror nights would have been like 30 years after this where prosthesis can be made much lighter and stronger
0: oh i just mean it's like awkward to wear it's they're big yeah the tim curry ones there's actually some cool pictures you can find online they like had a sort of screw click in where it was like you know a quarter turn and they got released so you can see pictures of him with the hell with boy. The makeup but not the horns and yeah and they're just like the stumps and they like go in and click into
1: place yeah because i was like you should know what what lying in subterfuge is if you're the devil you're you're aware of what that looks like (laughs) that's sort of your whole game (laughs) yeah i may not have read the whole bible but it feels like (laughs) that's your shtick like yeah if lying in subterfuge was in an was you in an 80s sitcom after it happened you'd look at the camera and be like did i do that (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's what you get When you dance
1: with me. There
0: it is. Uh, I don't know why the devil is played by Scooby-Doo. Care for an apple? that's, That's where we went. Uh... Anyway, we get to this, like, ceremony starting, and this poor horse is being tortured. Like, I don't believe this horse was being well taken care of in real life. It looks really painful, what they're doing to it. It's all chained up, and
1: it's fighting against the I don't chains. know, because it's shot in a way with a lot of close-ups of stuff, and not a lot of wides for it. That makes me think that it's, it's you know, smoke and mirrors. I deeply hope so, but Gotta it does help. look like a horse in distress to me. Um. So they, they set it all up. And then I guess they knew if for the move, for the, the extended edition of this movie, a lot of explanation sure got left on the cutting room floor. Ridley
0: Gump and Tom Cruise are like up on a perch with not arrows yet. And they're, gonna no, they're not yet.
1: They're in a room setting up the last mirror. And then they're like, the door is closing. Oh, we have to right. run inside. Right. Right. So they slip inside. Yes. And I was like, well, if the door's closed, then the mirror plan is, is, is screwed. Like it's done. Right. And you two don't seem to care that your big plan to defeat darkness with sunlight is now ruined. So right. it
0: seems like they would know they have to get through in order to open the door back up at the right time, but they do not explain that to the audience. Whatsoever. No.
1: And so they're perched with their, with their arrows and their Gump is like, Mia Sarah is going to kill the, the unicorn. And Tom Cruise is like, bro, she's clearly not like, yeah, obviously she's lying. Right, right, right. And Gump's like, then I'll kill her. And he's like, no, don't wait.
0: That's not what I'm about, man. Just she's on the right team, I promise you. I realize she had a
1: wardrobe change, but it's fine. Um and obviously she uh sets the unicorn free. Like, duh. Yeah, it's it's the most
0: obvious thing that's going to happen. It's just embarrassing that Tim Curry gets fooled by it. Again, like an eighties wrestler. And then both gump and tom cruise shoot him with arrows which has almost no effect whatsoever no. and then tom cruise arrow flings across this thing which you know he was very
1: thrilled to do like if you know if you play a video game and you use a bow and arrow sometimes you can go to the opponent and like recollect those arrows sure yeah a hundred percent you could do that with tim curry because it didn't do anything no no it did not damage the arrow at all this is another moment of the whole f- out armor because Tom Cruise is doing tumbles and flips and, and somersaults and, and Hoosie Watsons and triple Sal cows and it's just riding up and it's just these like tiny <laughs> shorts and it looks so stupid
0: yeah you would you would definitely be seeing Tom's dance belt. yes
1: So una is
0: desperately trying to wake up Billy Barty's elf to hold the reflector because she can't lift it. so I guess you're right that it's a shield because otherwise why couldn't she pick it up but it's really
1: stupid yeah she oh yeah she showed up she disappeared out of the movie and then came back. Uh, and was they were like, oh, "You just, you just want me to take you around the block a few <laughs> times?" I mean, that seems like a real big waste of money, but I'll do. I it. I just didn't understand. So she, she was following Princess Lily in the like column dungeon, and then she just right. disappears for twenty minutes.
0: Right. It makes and
1: comes back. No sense. Not to- but this
0: whole end fight makes no sense.
1: Yeah. So she, she goes up. Obviously, the dwarf has fallen asleep because that's hilarious. <laughs> I guess this elf has narcolepsy. So we have to have three minutes of her trying to wake him up, trying to lift the shield, screaming at him to wake up, like it's not funny. It feels like Shrek no. Five. I don't even know yes. if there was a Shrek five, but like Shrek oh. five, we've colon, we squeezed all the juice out.
0: <laughs> all pulp. Blood from a Shrek stone.
1: all pulp. Blood
0: blood from a stone. <laughs> Shrek five. That's that's the documentary about how grueling it was to make it. <laughs> Shrek from a nice Uh, boulder. Blood from (laughs) a nice boulder. (laughs) Meanwhile, Tom Cruise is, like, desperately trying to, uh, you know, fight Tim Curry. And then the unicorn horn is, like,
1: slipping into a pool. What looks like lava.
0: Well, it's on fire, so it's lava. I'm sorry. And then he reaches his hand in and he's fine. Yeah, it's just... and then and then he throws the unicorn horn like a javelin where it impales into Tim Curry and it he reacts as if he was hit by a just I don't even know like a wrecking ball it throws him backwards I mean I guess it's magical but
1: whatever But it's also stupid. we saw earlier that this unicorn horn is magic it is a magic wand right. so just use it like a magic wand Maybe he can't because he's immortal I
0: don't care he shouldn't be mortal No I, I don't disagree. But so he gets stabbed and he slides back and like catches himself at the very end of this long corridor that's like the edge
1: of a into cliff space. Or something. It's not it's not even it's, a cliff. It's you're right, into in space. space. It's
0: not a cliff. it's literally into space.
1: You see you're the right, frozen like xenomorph just like slowly swir- you, you like tumbling <laughs> behind him. Sputnik comes around. It's like beep beep beep. Fucking Jonesy it's, in a in an astronaut helmet is just like meow. <laughs>
0: Yeah, he's he's like holding on for dear life. Tom Cruise gets him with a sword, cuts his hand off, and is that and what happened? The unicorn. I thought so. He he cuts him on the hand area and makes and him he drop he the unicorn, unicorn horn. horn. And not only is it space, it turns darkness into a constellation. Which feels like it's supposed to be like the fairy tale, like, oh, this is why the stars are there. But there's no explanation that's never covered at any point. There's not Peter Falk reading to his grandson and being like, and that's how they got but to. Like,
1: to, got you know what you describe. could have an easy fix. Don't make him the goddamn devil and call him Orion <laughs> or Taurus or, yes. Or, yes. or Virgo. Like, Call him a constellation. Like, Jesus Christ, Ridley. It seems pretty backward
0: that the thing called the darkness becomes four points of light in the sky.
1: It's dumb. Um, and After he gives a speech about how, like, I'll never disappear because there's darkness in everyone's right. heart. And I was like, okay, right. you don't get to shoehorn in a message that does not match <laughs> the rest of your movie. That'd be like if The Devil yeah. Wears Prada ended with, like, and that's why it's important to eat your vegetables. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> It's a real non sequitur, uh, you know, try to slap some message. And so at this point in the movie, I turned I turned into that scene in Monty Python, Holy Grail, where it's just get on with it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Like, let's get to the ending. Come on. Because she's
1: passed out. They go over to Princess Lily and she's passed out on the ground. And he's like, Gump, can't you fix her with magic? And I was like, kiss her awake already. Just fucking kiss her already. I've
0: seen this before.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's all been building to it. I've kiss. seen this movie eight times from Disney. Just kiss. And then all of a sudden he's back on the cliff diving into the water. And I was like, "Right, excuse me? And she's like, oh, I've just had a terrible nightmare. And you were there.
0: And you were there. And you were there. She throws, and you, Toto- She sits
1: up and she's wearing the black dress.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, that's basically what happens. And then he like jumps in. He gets the ring, puts it on her he finger. She's awake, up, and it's like I'd rather just be friends. I think I was and he's so like,
1: oh. angry, <laughs> and like you know me, everyone that like I, know. I don't they I, nobody needs to fall in love. But you spent like, two hours and fifty minutes that like she's the princess and he's the prince charming, and it ends with we're friends. Bye i just uh i'm not i'm not really ready for a relationship right
0: now so like i gotta uh, do hot princess later. shit <laughs> bye
1: and she runs away and he's like ha, ha, what a silly girl ha, ha, ha. i'm going to go do forest stuff movie. and they all wave at him as he leaves and i, I just was like, go fuck yourself movie <laughs>
0: I was like, this is going to be the one and only time where Andrew's like, are you kidding me? They didn't fall in love. What? Like,
1: the only time ever where you're going to be advocating for the opposite of what you normally (laughs) Yes, the one time that I was like, they're falling in love. Whatever. Kiss, which apparently is how the theatrical release ended.
0: Yes. And apparently the European theatrical release, they do not fall in love.
1: I thought. Or no, no. They do. They they always fall. And then Tim Curry laughs.
0: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I think in a
1: couple years I'll watch the theatrical cut. Oh, I'm never going back here, baby. I'm this just is, this curious is... if
0: I will like it more. I have reached the new world, I am burning the boats. <laughs> that is that is a passage I will never endure again. I said in a couple years. Uh, a couple decades would be too soon for me. This was this was brutal. I like this is like just a complete mess from a great filmmaker too, Ridley Scott has made some
1: incredible films. His filmography just, is very, also very varied. Yeah. Cause I, I, he's interested in a lot of different genres. I like pulled him up. I was like, Oh, right. Ridley Scott. And then I was like, Oh, that's right. He did Thelma and Louise and alien and a right. whole lot of other stuff. Blade runner. Blade runner.
0: Yeah it's bonkers he also Uh, but yeah this is a mess i
1: think he also did tristan and he's old he's he he had been he'd been trying to make that since the 70s and then when it happened in like 2006 was that hayden not hayden christensen the joker i don't know i don't uh keith ledger it might have been i don't i've never seen tristan Uh, i do know he produced it but he ended up producing it like 40 or 30 40 years later
0: yeah there are i like obviously uh tony scott has passed but they have a fat like i wonder the conversations between the two of them about filmmaking must have been fascinating because they made such wildly different movies tony scott obviously one of the big action directors of all time um it would have been like the thanksgiving conversation probably very interesting at that household or whatever you know whatever (laughs) holiday christmas whatever they celebrate i don't know they get together Um, at dick miller's birthday
1: party and chat yeah
0: if that would make that would make sense uh, but boy, what a stinker! Like, what a huge, huge stinker! And it's I'm sure such a disappointment. Who, like, love this as a kid, and I and maybe you did, and I, you know, that's fine. We're all done when we're children, but boy, howdy, this stinks! Like this, this is rotten. And the only thing the only thing about this that I that I will say I have the opposite reaction to the contemporary critics is I was reading Ebert's review and he was saying like, oh, they put so much makeup on Tim Curry that you can't even see him. Anybody could do this. And I was like, mm, that's not true. It is a def- definitely is a skilled actor that can be the kind of a motive that Tim Curry is underneath 52 pounds of makeup. It's a it's I a Doug Jonesian there, performance where like, yeah, it, it is. It feels fully realized. I, Doug Jones is a great actor who will never be recognized for it because what he does is a very hyper
1: specific skill. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think physically, I didn't get a lot of Tim Curryisms from Darkness. No, I would. Agree Vocally, with that. I would agree. I with think that. that's what he meant—that like you could, this could have been anybody in that makeup, and then yeah, done I Tim Curry's voice. But you messed up Tim Curry's voice, anyways. Yeah. No. This is. <laughs> this stinks. Don't watch this. That's why It's answer. such a disappointment. I I had high hopes. Yeah.
0: Um well, thank you for listening. This has been the conclusion of Absit Moa where we went to Oz and 2021. This other fairy tale realm <laughs> 2021. Uh next month is listener request month, which is very exciting. Uh so uh check out the social media's and we will tell you either when that will happen if it hasn't happened yet or if it has happened, you'll see the drawing, and you'll know what we're doing for the month. We've got uh, two episodes coming up from our awesome Patreon supporters, uh, Tom and Michelle, and then we also have a listener pick that'll be the last episode of the month, and then over on the Patreon we'll have a Patreon-exclusive pick as well. Uh, Speaking of great movies, over on the Patreon we did The Thing, which if you haven't heard yet, is a really great episode about a true masterpiece. Yeah. Uh, You currently get more than 15 hours of bonus content at the $5 a month level, so... Uh, think about that. You got another episode coming your way in June. So uh, if you've got the ability to be a member and help us and help grow the show and keep it around, that's patreon.com slash dissecting the 80s. We're also on Facebook and on Twitter at dissect the 80s and dissectthe 80s.com has anything you'd ever want to know about the show. Thank you so much for listening. I have been Triplano.
1: I will always be Andrew Lano.
0: Until next time.
1: Don't you forget about me.
0: Dissect in the eighties is a chum sum of this production. <sighs>